I reckon you know a lot about cyberspace. You, you ever come across anything like time travel? Easy. I've already looked into it for myself. Right on. Right on. Hit it.
Buddies, it's the Ron and Fez show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, I've been out all morning uh, dealing with grand jury stuff. How many years have I been dealing with this, X? Since I was an intern, which is going on almost like five years or some shit. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that that's fucking funny to you, Fez. I wish that I had your sense of humor, except for I'm fucking standing in front on the wrong end of the jury this morning. Because I kept fucking around with it, they decided I'm the fucking criminal. Not somebody they want for grand jury, but a a piece of garbage not fit for human consumption. Not that I want to be fit for human consumption. The point is this. I no longer feel like a regular person. I'm back to the old days. Let's go on the lamb. On the run from Johnny Law, ain't no trip to Cleveland. So, uh, yeah, I now, like, because I put off the grand jury so many times, I believe it was seven altogether, and then for, for a year I stopped hearing from them. Then I recently just got something that said, uh, this is a summons, thousand dollar fine 30 days in jail show up for your summons i'm like what the fuck i'm just a person who works a job i'm not getting away with anything and so i went down there today and tried to explain to them just how important the work that i do is and how difficult it is to get away. they don't think so i said you don't understand i talk into a microphone so I'm glad it's funny to you guys. I'm glad the fact that uh, I'm down there. And I noticed this. The whole time that I was down in the lockup, didn't get a, not one of my pals showed up. No gum, no lifesavers. I never thought I would get this serious, Ron. I get those notices all the time. I just ignore them. 
You don't get it for grand jury. You get it for regular jury. Yeah, regular grand jury. Grand jury is one you can't get out of. And here's the deal. Now they're going. So I got to the thing today. Do I want to do 10 straight days all day sitting in grand jury or 20 half days? Now, obviously, I can't do 10 days. That would be a fucking Fez Watley vacation. I cannot fucking pull that off. But I also, 20 days of half days? That sounds fucking horrific. They're Maybe insane. I'm, they feel like people have no lives where were other you, than Where were pressure. you today backing me up with that? Why wouldn't you be down there? I had to walk up the steps this morning, Hicks. That was the same ones that Charlie Sheen was coming down at the end of Wall Street. What are you all pissed off about, Hicks? What happened in that room? Why, when I'm talking to you, did your head go down? No, no, there it is cool. You got some kind of news. Don't fucking hide it. No, Patrick Wilson news that I fucking just found out about that I didn't I didn't know. Was this today? Yeah, today. I uh, Yeah. Why did I hear this from Roland? I don't know, because some other weird booking came in, and apparently he was with that booking, but I wasn't told he was with that booking, so it was just a bunch of, it was a clusterfuck of miscommunication. Why don't you just talk to me? What is going on? I got a, a booking for someone else of the movie. He's promoting a movie, right? Right. Insidious. I got a booking with someone who we had no interest in, but apparently he's in the building with that person, but I wasn't told he was going to be with that person. So does that mean we got it or didn't get it? It means I I believe we don't have it. All right, so why are you worried about it? Because I just get annoyed because when I get fucking bad information like late last night, and then I'm like, this is obviously wrong, but then it turns out it could be something good, and then then I feel like an asshole for saying, fuck that, we didn't ever ask for that. Well, who was the person? Annabella sent it out late last night. All right, and now who did they think they had booked? Rose Byrne. Yeah, so this is so funny. So Rowan said to me, he goes, you get in Patrick Wilson or just Rose? And I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about, dude. <laughs> so now we're not doing these? Because I haven't seen them. Who Who's over there that you're getting information from? Mark Zito. He is not going to fucking help you. It's called Insidious. It's like some horror film. And right. when I saw the film, but I was I, like... I'm not doing the interview, right? No, you're not. What are you upset about? That Patrick Wilson's a big star? Well, no. I, I thought maybe you want Patrick Wilson, so... But I didn't know they were they were together. Uh, um, done, done. I don't get it at all. Uh, now, by the way, uh, we got into this thing today that Jermaine Lassier on Twitter because I thought that this would take me to at least uh, 12 o'clock downtown. Jermaine Lassier was in here yesterday. We had to bump him because um, we had Julian Snobble. So then I did an hour with Jermaine Lassier. Actually, not true. You did the last five minutes with him, Fez. You asked him about comic book movies. Right, yeah, and some of the things coming out this summer. Right. So... Then Jermaine goes on his Twitter and said, I taped the first hour of the Ron and Fez show for tomorrow, and that made my producers upset. Now, why did that get you upset, Fez? Because it's not for Jermaine Lassier to announce. Now, this is a guy who works uh, in movies, right. does movie articles, writes about films, will be the first to scream about spoiler alerts. And then goes and does a spoiler himself? 
Well, I did let it on during the thing that it was taped, though, right? Yes, but that's for that's for us to play. Why give away something for a guy who works around show business? Why give away something? You know, uh, twenty hours before it happens. You guys are just so lucky that you have your freedom. You have your freedom. That's what you don't understand. I think I got a warrant out, so I'm with you, Ron. Uh, Sean, Toronto, you're on Run Fez. Hey, guys. Hey, Ronnie, if, uh, when they start doing jury selection, can't you win there and just pretend that you're a racist? No, I've gotten out a regular jury before. This is grand jury. They don't even ask you any questions. They just take you. Uh, and this okay. is so that you can all vote with other people whether something, whether or not that should even go to a jury. And I can't imagine not voting yes, it should go to a jury. Someone got shot, should this go to a jury? Yes. Someone robbed a bank, should that go to a jury? Yes. Wait, you have to hear all the evidence. Doesn't matter. Let the fucking jury figure out whether it's worth it or not. So I guess this blows Jermaine Lassier's shot for the hour that he's been promoting because I'm already here and we're not uh, on yet. Um... Yes, I understand. Um, grand jury is, in fact, fucking useless. There's no doubt about it. Everything should just go to a jury, and people like myself should be able to do their radio shows. Thank you. Like I said to them today, are you telling me that a Scott Shannon would be in here? Am I to believe that? Dropping names. Um, I was dropping bombs. Where are your moms? So this is something I have to put up with later. Oh, Ronnie! My 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 long run from Johnny Law is over. I'm like fucking Jesse James towards the end of it all. The world just got smaller and smaller and smaller for me. So for those ten days, you're just gonna hear like no, it'll be twenty days. I can't do fucking ten. What's Fed's gonna do the fucking the flip out with me? Right, so for those 20 days. Because if I did 10 days, you guys would be off to your fucking old bedroom and everything, and I'm fucking stuck down there. We can hang out. I'll meet you after court. I know, but we do have to do a show. I know I'm the only one who gets this, but I was like, you know, yes, doing the show is an important thing. Um, uh, Greg, Boston, you're on the fence. Hey, Ronnie, I had to do grand jury for like six months. It's just, it's pointless because they don't give you any, it's just cause to go to a regular trial. So this is, the only reason they would give it to you is to get the evidence in. There's no way that you would pass it. We passed every single thing that came across. Nobody even voted once against it. It's just so pointless. Then we had to sit there and listen to like uh, all the details of like, Child rape stories and oh, all this see, other See, I stuff. don't like to hear about child rape no, stories. there's like women crying and stuff. Oh, God, horrible. I don't like that. Seriously, oh. I don't like that at all. No, nobody does, I don't Don't think. rape a child or else you're going to... Uh, I'll, I'll push you so quick on grand jury, you don't know what happened to you. Uh, Tony, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, uh, I think you feel threatened by G-Baby. I mean, he could be the show. Actually, it looks like it's going to be a lot more of like me and Sam. It seems like Dave was on to something uh, a long time ago when he hooked up with Sam. And obviously, they don't have the magic, at least uh, according to Sam's parents, than me and um, and Sam have. Oh, they love you and guys together. 
Why not? We rock it. Larry, Wisconsin, you're on Fez. Hi. Hi, buddies. Um, Mr. B, if you had to actually be out ten full days, I know. I know Fez would rise to the challenge. I know that he would. I know you don't have faith right now, but I know that he I have would. faith. I he doesn't have faith. No, if I don't have told faith. Me, if he, he told could. me he could do it, I'd walk out of this room right now without a care in the world. I know he could do it. Can you do it, Fez? No, I couldn't do it. Can you do it? No. Fez Wally, can't never dig nothing. You got to get off your duff and get it done, Fez Wally. You know, see, that's the thing. Until Fez believes in himself, because we all believe in him. Hicks, you believe in him? God knows it. Then I'd love to bet against that. How much would you be putting up? Um, And don't bring God's name into it until you start to really get involved again. Bob, you're on the run of Fez show. Yeah, Ron, uh, grand juries aren't useless if you're the guy that's indicted and they vote not to take it to trial. The grand jury is very useful. Well, I don't... I'm not the guy on trial. Don't you understand that I'm not even the type of guy that would uh, help someone if they were changing a tire? I would just keep on going. i got things to do. Yeah, but Fess could drive the boat, Ronnie. You know he can. I believe in him. He might have to do it for 20 days. And maybe at the 20 days, he's going to feel good about it. Let's take him a couple days to get used to it. I got confidence in him. All right. Peace. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. People are believing in you, Fez. Yeah, but like you said, I don't believe in myself. It would be horrible. Drive the boat right on shore. Now, the good news is I'm going to be making an easy 40 bucks a day for myself. Is that untaxed? Loaded? No. They don't ever give you anything untaxed. That's ridiculous. Loaded, loaded. Look who's got 40. All right, so it's not all bad. It is all bad. If someone told me there was fucking $40 in the lobby for me, I wouldn't even get on the elevator for it. I'd be fucking flying down there. Of course you would be. You fucking dive on free packs of cigarettes. Damn straight. By the way, how you smoke hanging up? People never take care of you anymore, huh? Uh, somebody hit me off with a pack of cigarettes yesterday during the unmasked. You never fucking plug it, though. You're uh, you're just uh, a fucking thankless person. I am very thankful, but I don't want to be, like, soliciting people for things. I mean, you know, I, I feel bad. Anthony, you're on the Running Fez show. Yeah, hey, Fez, if the bosses came up to you and said, hey, can you work these shows by yourself, would you tell them no? Or would you wait for uh, contract negotiations to tell them that you can't do it? I, I would I would say no. I, uh, uh, that that it would be a mess. Yeah, but you can do it, Fez. You know you can do it. People are believing. If, if I knew Fez. I could do it, I would say yes, I could do it. Ryan, you're in the Fez. Hey, how's it going, boys? Um, I think we I think we got ISDN line in that corner. I'm Roman Law in order to show up. What do you think? I'd be willing to do that. Yeah, and I'll, cool. I'll do it all like a golf announcer. Seems like the child rapist is stepping up before the grand jury right now. I um, think I see a wet spot on his crotch. But at least uh, Lampanelli was a lot of fun yesterday, huh? Oh, hell yeah. She was great. Very honest person. Very uh, upfront with everything. She don't give a fuck. But see, here's what I don't get about that whole kind of cringe humor thing. 
then everyone turns out to be really nice people. So why are you doing it? It's like one of the things that they always promote, oh, I'm honest, this is the way I am, blah, blah, blah. And then they turn out to be nice. Yeah, she was like, yeah, you know, off stage, yeah, we're really nice until they cry all the time. Well, yeah, Greg Giraldo, uh, if you only saw him on the roast, you would think, well, this is not a nice person. He died, and people were like, well, that's the nicest person that ever that ever lived. It was a saint. Now, the Lisa Lampanelli Unmasked, that's going to air this weekend, Sunday at 9 p.m. in the East, right here on The Virus. That's right before her Comedy Central special. Ooh. That's very cool, Fez. Yeah, so an hour before her Comedy Central special, you'll hear Lisa Lampanelli unmask here on the virus. I like that a lot. I think that's very fucking cool. Leading right up to it. Um, by the way, have we gotten back to Eddie Trunk that we're uh, going to be going to his uh, book... Uh, what do you call that? Like your book party? Your book what? Book release party? Release kinda, party? I thought we started had like a regular name. I thought it was release party. Yeah, we got. Hmm. Uh, Tiff, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I was wondering if you could uh, describe Fez's face after the numerous uh, fags and queers got dropped by Lisa Lampanelli. You know, I don't. Fez didn't. First of all. I know that was one of the least uh, Fez laughing unmasked. And there was another time that I always look back to Fez and I get um, time checks. And particularly on this one, I knew I had a, a, a fucking hard out because I had to be down here to meet and uh, talk with Julian Schnabel, who, let's face it, is somewhat uh, of a person I've wanted on the show for a long, long time. So at one point I looked up at Fez and instead of giving me the time check, he was sitting there. He had his head down and was looking at the floor. I can only imagine in a way that he was thinking of his dad. He looked like really sad and was looking at the floor. And the only, and the reason why I do it is that, that, you know, the Queen of Mean had gotten off a big laugh. So I had that second of, all right, I don't have to make eye contact. Let me check on times. And I'm just looking at the saddest boy in the world looking right at the floor. Oh, no. Does it just pop in your head sometimes, Fez? I can't control it. It's there. It's in the back of my mind constantly. Does, and that, is that exactly what I was right? Is that what you were thinking of? Oh, I'm sure. Because, uh, yeah, yesterday was one month. Boy, you're really laying on the uh, things. And I even um, said to somebody, I go... Fez is uh, pretty sad during the unmasked today. And they said to me, well, this is the first unmasked without his dad. And I know that he does do, you do those kind of things, right? Oh, yeah. yeah like you would have probably called your dad after. Oh, totally. He always, he loves unmasked and always wants to know uh, who Ronnie has coming up or, you know, who did, Ron, who did Ronnie just interview about that? He went to the Bob Newhart one. Lisa and- Lampanelli. Yeah, and has just been a huge fan and always asked about him. Mm. So that's why you were sad yesterday? Yeah, yeah. I saw you doing the show, and I knew that's exactly what you were probably thinking of. Um, Craig, Oregon, you're on fence. What's going on, buddy? Yeah. I want to tell you, Ron, I really I enjoyed that uh, Unmasked yesterday immensely, and it's funny because I really I can't stand her, her type of humor or... 
I, I'm, I'm kind of chauvinistic, I guess, when it comes to female comics. I, I don't care for her, but I, I really did appreciate her honesty, and it, it was a great interview. Uh, she's an incredibly honest person, but I also think that she doesn't appreciate female comics either. You know I mean? She's kind of open that she's in her own thing. She just does her own kind of uh, deal. Uh, but I... Again, when you talk to some of these really funny people, um, I don't know whether it's possible to be really funny and not smart. So they're able to, uh, to talk about, and at least it certainly was, a lot of things that were outside of uh, just a straight joke. Um, Justin, you're on my face. Yeah, I have to say, uh, I think grand juries are awesome. I actually did one for, uh, Essex County and, uh, I had to do it, which was even worse than you. I had to do uh, every Friday from the end of May to the beginning of September. I was stuck in the grand jury room listening to homicide and vehicular homicide cases. See, I would be able to do that because then I could make my schedule around it. But when I have Chris Stanley not even understanding when a Patrick Wilson is coming into this building. I don't understand why you got upset over. The, did you think that I really wanted Patrick Wilson on? Well, I just like to know everything coming in, and it, and it was just. Like, You're I thought professional. Like I felt like I got blindsided. That's all. You're a professional. I just give you all the options that you can have. Well, that's the one booking agent that doesn't seem to like us as much as the other ones, right? Out of all the talent people. Well, everyone loves us here, but you know, goes back and forth. Speaking of which, uh, do we? Uh, is Laura the one who got Schnabel? Force. A combination of Laura and Leeds. Let them know how much I love that. I, I know you didn't even say a word to about it yesterday, right? Oh. I actually I went to Leeds and he had a Fez complaint yesterday. <gasps> uh, and I already told you that off the air. Right, yeah. But he also said you, you're acting like a chicken with your head cut off. I don't know where that comes from. Because the only time he saw me yesterday was when he walked in the booth. No, but no, whatever happened with this other thing that you're trying to oh. do. You're not uh, paying a, you're not going by Hoyle, as my mom would say. And I don't know if that's a book signing. I think it's just the book's party for, like, other people. I don't know whether it's going to be open to the general public. But you're invited as well, uh, Hicks. Oh. If you'd like to go. Raise the fist. Raise the fist of the metal child. That's the way we fucking play it. Rocco, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, uh, I was at the Unmasked show. Good job, Ronnie. Fez, you did great opening up. Hicks, I tossed you a pack of cigarettes, and you made it seem like I was about to stab you, bro. I thought you were ready to fucking book for it. What are you talking uh, that's about? That's a fuck, seriously. Dude, you don't seriously, fucking treat people like, nice. I said, yo, Hicks, and you go, oh, shit. And I was like, dude, I got you a pack of cigarettes. And you're like, oh, thanks. And I was like, the fuck's the big... Why aren't you plugging Rocco? Rocco coming through with cigarettes. You let people know who it is. Rocco got me the smokes. Big ups to Rocco. See, this oh, is what's... I'm glad this is what keeps you from getting more smokes. Because you know how to <laughs> fucking treat people nice. I treat everyone lovely, Lily. What do you uh, treat? How do you treat them? Lovely, Lily. Very lovely. <laughs> You'll do a thing like some guy sent me a carton. No, You're like, I not even fucking guy. saying it nicely. You should be building production around it. Making a nice thing for yourself. Uh, Dave. David Indy, you're on Fez. Good morning, buddies. I got yeah. some sad local Ichiban for you. Sad. Ichiban. 
apparently we had a school shooting this morning in Martinsville, Indiana. One kid was pissed off because he got expelled yesterday. Come back in, shot the other kid twice in the stomach. But the uh, kid's in stable condition. He'll be okay. So this wasn't even so much like a crazy school killing where, like, everyone gets shot. He just came in looking for one dude. One dude. I guess that's the one dude that got him expelled and tried to take some revenge. All right. These kids, you know, here I am trying to clean up Palestine and Israel, and I forgot about my own Indianapolis. By the way, Stucker Patty wrote this to uh, Opie. Hey, can you dream about the lottery numbers for tomorrow, smiley face? Um, Over 300 million. I, Patty always cracks me up, and I don't even know why. I don't even know why. I saw her sitting in the back yesterday. You guys push her further and further back, huh? Yeah. Go on. What is that all about? Her up get, front. I just got her nice and comfortable in the back, usually with me. Actually, I saw one guy in the front yesterday, and I was uh, outraged. I don't like to see guys in the front row. I understand. It makes me look gay. It comes off a little bit gay for me. I want to end that now. Uh, Jermaine Lucier wrote, My apologies to Ron Fez for tweeting show spoilers. I thought it was cool. Tried to call in, but have to get back to work. Oh, everybody likes Jermaine Lassier. Not when he does things like that, where well, he well, gives away a show thing that's going on. But we weren't going to keep it from the audience. No, but that was for that was for the audience to play along with. Well, see, see if they were picking up on the clues as the hour ran. Well, see that again. I don't know if it would have been all that fun, but. Um, my thing is this. I don't feel bad about that. I just feel bad that we had Jermaine do a full hour with us and haven't gotten it on. Uh, maybe we can end the show with it. But then it'll sound crazy because it'll be like, I think I also act like if I... See, yesterday I was not so cocky to joke about it. Because, you know, I'm going in to see the judge. I'm like, well, this doesn't seem funny. This doesn't seem like something um, that I want to talk about. mm Jermaine Lassier was like a trailer. I disagree. I disagree. Like a trailer that gives away the whole uh, plot of the movie, I including think, the ending. You know what? Something uh, came up yesterday with uh, Lisa Lampanelli that I felt like was pointed towards you, Fez. You're only as sick as your secrets. Oh, yeah. I heard her say that. Yeah. Now, I also wanted to say this to you. I think you're only as sick as your lack of T-cells. That's just me. Unlike Lisa, I've had some medical schooling. Um, not medical schooling, but I've seen House quite a few times. That is a more cut-and-dried way to look at it. Oh, cut-and-dried T-cells. It's not healthy. So, um, uh, by the way, uh, Mafia Life Chris was texting me all last night. He was very excited because his brand-new website... Burning Rotten Hell got his cousin fired from her job. And so they got on the local Fox uh, thing. She's a, and we're going to have him on a little later on in the show today to talk about it. But she's a local school teacher. And uh, they didn't want a school teacher 
hosting a website called Burn and Rotten Hell, particularly when it's a Catholic school. That's weird. So, would you let her do it, Fez, if you were running a Catholic school? No, I wouldn't let her do it, any school. Why is that? Because it's, uh, when we talked about this website with Mafia Life Chris before, it is a chance to cyber bully. It is a that chance. came up during the thing. Did you see the news last night? I, you know what? I caught the tail end of it and oh. then went and looked for the story. Uh, but that's what the kids were saying. They want us to cyber bully, which I don't even know if there's such a thing as cyber bullying. I mean, we talked about, uh, even during the unmasked yesterday, people are dicks and assholes on the internet, but that's not the same as getting punched and having your lunch money taken from you. No, but I mean, in a, in a school situation, these are kids we're talking about, not adults who know how to, who may know how to take it a little better. This is an open forum, and there was even a thing on it called Bad Students, where you can go and bash students anonymously on this website. Right, but unless you belong to the website, what does it matter? Like, there's websites out there that say things that I don't go to, so why it doesn't even kind of exist to me. Girlfriend talking to you about you to her fucking hairdresser. If you don't know about it, what do you give a shit? Yeah, but if it comes, if there's, it's gonna a kid who's gonna be bullied <laughs> on this website is gonna find out about it. How? No one is on the website yet. I went to it myself. I just see Chris. There's no way to find out about it. I just don't think a teacher should involve themselves in something where people are going to be bullied, whether it's cyber, real, or anything. Why doesn't she start a fight club for high school students? But I don't understand the thing of bullying. Like, when you talk about Lindsay, you bullying her? If you start to gossip about people, are you bullying them or just talking about it? I thought bullying was punching someone and taking their money and then saying, if you tell anyone else, I'm going to hit you more. That's bullying. I don't know if talking about someone or saying that they're a dick is bullying. Um, here is Sean. Sean Albany, you're on Run of Fez. Hey, Fez, are you going to stop doing your best and worst dress list? Because those are bullying. Yeah, that's a very good point. Are you bullying those people or are you just... Fucking joking around a little bit. No, I don't think I'm bullying them. I think it's completely different. I think what ha- what uh, bullying is harassment. Am I harassing those people? No. Well, but- then how is this any different? This is the same thing. You, They're not harassing those people. They're talking about them on a website. This is telling people that they should burn and rot in hell. Again, not actually meaning that. When you say to someone go to hell, I don't think that you really want them to actually physically go to a place that doesn't exist. It's just a saying. Just like, oh, if I say Chris Stanley is a motherfucker, I don't mean that he has sex with the woman that gave birth to him. And I don't think that's ever been used in that way. I don't I don't think anyone's ever gone to go, like, no, seriously, that kid in spanking the monkey is a motherfucker. Don't... Uh, we, do you understand me? This guy is a motherfucker. He's banging her. His mom. Um, Came in her. Here's Jared. You're on Fez. 
Yeah, Ronnie B., uh, the whole bullying debate has actually shifted to taunting and insulting kids because up here in Western Mass, uh, we had a girl, Phoebe Prince, get, uh, she ended up committing suicide because she was being taunted for being an Irish immigrant and supposedly being a slut in school. And she was only like 14 or 15 years old. So the kids that actually bullied her are being put on trial for, I don't know if it's involuntary manslaughter or something like that, but it's something very serious for these high school kids. And it's actually shifting the debate across the entire country away from punching a kid and taking his milk money to taunting and ridiculing and belittling these kids to the point where they end up, you know, seriously hurting themselves or going the whole way and taking their own lives. Yeah, I I don't, uh, you know, by that same logic that a heckler at a comedy show could be arrested for attempted manslaughter because for some reason the comic, let's say Carrot Top, would go home and hang himself. Well, no. Let's but, suppose. But, here, but here's the thing, though: is, is that heckler at the Carrot Top show would only be there for that two-hour show or whatever. You're talking about kids that see each other every day, and 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 I, I don't take any side on this thing. I think it's a little ridiculous to put these kids up for murder or in, in, or manslaughter or anything like that because of something like this. But when it's a repeated day after day, and it's an organized effort by a group of kids to really, really well, go well, after. Now we're making a gigantic leap from this website to the thing of if for some reason these kids made this girl feel like she was in fucking jeopardy but it sounds like to me the school needs to to take responsibility for creating a safe environment i don't know how you can say to eight-year-old kids i need you to take this you you know enough about the fucking ways of the world it seems insane to me uh, Maya, you're a manifest. What's up, guys? This yeah. is my first call. I love your show. Thank um, you. Just calling with an Ichiban from the Wildcat Nation. <laughs> my condolences to uh, Pepper. The Wildcats took out Duke last night. That's Not only did they take them out, they destroyed them. They dismantled them. And I sat there in the second half with my jaw. On the ground, I could not believe how bad the beating went on. Oh, it was great! It was great. We we uh, we were getting a little down the first half, but after the second half, we were just jumping up and down. It was fabulous. Now, my I I I know that you're a big fan, but I wanted to let you know, nowhere outside of your world did anyone think that you had even a shot. This game wasn't even lined up like it was going to be a good game. They had it on late at night. No one cared about it. Arizona over Duke actually has got me in 17th place now in wow. the in the Ron and Fez league. I had no idea oh. in the final in the uh, final four brackets you that pick, we're doing. You picked that? Yeah, my west my west bracket is near perfect. I've only had one miss there. Everything else is shambles around it. Stunning. I know that Dead Man Soup has fallen down to third place. Um, farts himself awake is still in the top five, I believe. I like anyone named after Fez. It's always a positive thing for me. But my, I gotta tell you this. Alright, Fez Watley's turned me around. I didn't, just to let you know how crazy it is. Fez, you picked a number five to beat Duke? Yes. Why? Um, because I was, basically, I didn't want to do all number one, so I was just, I have no idea about the college basketball. I was just looking to see who I thought might get hot. You have heard of Duke before, right? Yeah. And you would have thought that's not one of the ones that get knocked off early. 
Uh, Maya, congratulations to you. I've got him Final Thank Four, you. Maya. Beating All right. U- beating well, UConn next. To, I'm happy to What? What's going on? This is the craziness of this. Fez Watley getting hot. Well, this is madness. Because uh, UConn's probably excited right now. Uh, but we'll see if they, they'll stay that fucking happy. Um, let's go over here to uh, Paul. Paul, you're in Fez. Hey, Fez, you sound like two million bucks. Hey, well, Ronnie, thank you. Is, is punching a fat girl in the stomach, a retarded girl in the stomach, is that, a, is that bullying? That is bullying, yes. Would you consider that attempt at manslaughter? No. Did you think that? Why not? What if the girl would have felt so bad about herself she would have hung herself? I guess was some kind of licorice whip. Yeah, then I then it would have been, but I was not out to kill. Well, that's not what manslaughter is. Manslaughter doesn't mean that you were out to kill. It means that you weren't paying attention enough that you got the other person killed. In this case, you didn't realize that your bullying, particularly to a special needs child, could kill. Now, would you ever feel bad if some of the people that you called fat on the air turned around and had some kind of uh, bulimia attached to that from some of the bullying that you do? Um, if it was... You know a lot of women have fucking body issues, right? Right, yes. And you have a tendency to call women fat. Sure. Would you feel bad if they turned out with whatever the obsessive-compulsive thing that happens that turns people into anorexics or bulimics? Yeah, I think I would. Feel, yeah, I would feel bad about that. You think it could have possibly ever happened before? Uh, I doubt it. I doubt that anyone thinks anything I have to say is that uh, would be taken that much to heart. So you're the only one who gets this kind of free pass. With your words, don't hurt. Your words don't mean anything, but other people's do. I think that is what it always comes down to, and why we have such a mob mentality that we somehow figure out, hey, we understand that we were just kidding. But we don't get the other people that were just kidding. Uh, we tried to talk about this in the Unmasked yesterday. If you really want to be kind of an insult comic, you have to be somewhat skilled at it. Um, but I thought it was interesting that Lisa Lampanelli also doesn't take being insulted lightly. That she really gets her feelings hurt. And the Pat Cooper thing in particular, we ought to splice those together sometimes when you get the chance x because i thought pat cooper was joking but apparently he was not apparently he was furious dead serious jesus christ well pat cooper seems to be this he always takes it to heart whenever a comedian uh gets a a check from a club or a theater and the name pat cooper isn't written on it somehow it seems to actually hurt him um, Ross, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, I want to go back to the high school fight club in Fezzi. I think we should get this thing started. It'll be as big as Friday Night Football. Do you think there should be a fight club for kids? No, I don't think so. No. Remember we did the bit, Fight Club for Kids? Yes. Did you not produce that? Yes, I did. Why, what, then, why then are you pulling back out on us when we were together? We were making something happen. I wanted that parents bring their kids into the show... And Fight Club this shit. And let's find the toughest kid in America. Um, here's Bill. Bill, you're on my Fez. Hey, Fez. Um, just out of curiosity, why would you think... I mean, you're a national radio show host. Why would you think that your words 
wouldn't mean anything, but yet some Joe Blow off the street typing on a website, his words would mean so much. I mean, you'll obviously have more power to people than just somebody that's an unknown. I see. I would think that if there was a website like this, Burning Rotten How, and students at this school were the. First of all, why would they? How would anyone know? No one's going to it yet. It's Mafia Life Chris's website. You're not even paying attention to the fact. Kids all in America aren't going to burn a rotten hell. Why would they? No, I'm saying if they go to this website and they're being harassed there. They're not, though. The woman started a website with, with Chris. We don't know what kind of hits it's going to have or have not. But we certainly know that school children from all around the country are not going there. And we also don't know if they're even using real names. We'd have to ask Chris that. You know, they could be just saying, my teacher's a pain in the ass, blah, blah, blah. There's all, there are already uh, uh, types of things like that. Um, let's go over here to uh, David. David, you're on manifest. Hey, what's up, Fezzy? All you're thinking about is uh, your own point of view. You're not thinking like they think from their point of view. They see that it does hurt feelings, and you see that yours don't. Your comment. Yeah, I, w- I would say that my, and a lot of times if I'm calling someone fat, it's just in defense of myself. It's because I've been attacked first. By Lindsay Lohan or whoever these famous women are, because you have a tendency to say it about famous women and other than that lady trucker. Now, other than Lady Trucker, I don't know how, uh, but let me, but let me ask you this. If a gay person says something in defense of yourself, is it okay to call them, uh, a, a slur? Yeah, the gay person using the slur? Yeah. No, would I, if a gay person said, oh, Ron and Fez have a, an awful show, would it then be okay for me to come back and attack their sexuality? No, no. But that's the same thing you're doing with some somebody's weight. It would be the same kind of thing. All right, but it's I I think it's totally different. In what way? Because um I if I'm being uh, attacked, then I'm just going back. That's what I just tried to say to you. So if a gay person says something bad about us, should we then be able to attack their sexuality? No. But you just said if attacked, you're allowed to do whatever you want. Right, but I don't think attacking, I wouldn't attack someone's sexuality. Right, but why is weight then okay? Why would a woman's weight been when we know that we have a, a lot of women who care about that kind of stuff? Um, here is, um, here's Chris. Chris, you're on my face. Hey guys, how you doing? What can we do for you? Hey, um, I'm a dean of students in a school, and the way we determine bullying uh, is that it's something that happens over time. But I got kids every day that come to me and say, oh, he bullied me, and no, he didn't bully you. He may have punched you or hit you or chased you. Now, if you come and it's been going on over a long period of time and they continue to come after you, that's how we determine bullying versus a confrontation or two kids getting in a fight. Um, so does that make sense to you? No, it doesn't, because someone has to get harassed or hit, like, several times before you'll step in and do something? Oh, absolutely not. We deal with every instance of a fight, but when you talk about bullying, 
in the state of Ohio, bullying now has to be reported to the state of Ohio, to, to the Ohio Department of Education. You have to send a report, and that report has to tell whether the bullying was based on race, uh, gender, or disability. So you have to be real careful about what you're considering bullying because the state is going to come and question you on it. Two kids get in a fight over uh, something that happened on uh, WWE or something. That's not bullying. That's two kids getting in a fight. So is there different punishments for that, that the state would get involved with bullying? Uh, With bullying, if it's a a protracted type of thing, that bully would most likely be looking at expulsion versus if you punch a kid, you get in a fight, you're going to be suspended for some period of time. But I, I don't understand how expelling the kid from the school ever helps anyway. Then what happens to their education? There are have alternatives that they can attend. Um, the, the parent can seek out uh, homeschooling, online schooling. There are alternatives. But then aren't we just setting that kid up to always be an outcast, to never feel like he's part of it? We are possibly, but we also have to consider the other four or 500 kids in the building and their safety. All right. I appreciate 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Big Ray, Philly Crew. Hey, uh, Ronnie, how you doing? Good, man. Listen, if you start one little uh, statement about Fezzi and the rest of us pile on, are we the bully or can we pin it on you and just say, Ronnie started it? Because that argument always works. I'll let uh, Fez answer that one. No, I think if it's uh, continued harassment, then it's bullying no matter who's doing it. But let's, I, I don't think you like that guy. Let, for, let's say this, though. Like, I uh, teased you a little bit about the time that you fart yourself awake. Uh-huh. If the people go with that, who's the bully? Me or them? If they're continuing to do it, they are. Good. Well, all I did was point out the truth. Yeah. But all I did was point out the truth. But the fact that they found amusement in it, and I guess the Fez kept doing it. Uh, Jason, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, boys? Hey, I agree with Fez on this website. I think it's useless. It serves no purpose. And I think the teachers or who, who posted on there should just teach a professionalism. I mean, they're teachers of our children. Why should they go on there and bitch about students that they don't like? Well, I it's mean, a very interesting... Yeah. First of all, th- th- this has never happened. But let's move on to this. Does a teacher have the rights to do other things outside of the school. There's always the weird deal about it, you know? Um, that's exactly what happened to gay teachers. What exactly happened to gay teachers is some gay teacher would be in an S&M club or a disco, being with other people, and they would say, this is a bad reflection. You know, at what point do we let that person then go have their own uh, personal life? Chris, you wanted to say something to Fez Watley. Oh, is the game still on? Bullying. I don't know. I thought that was closer to being funny. Um, here's Eddie. Eddie, you're on Fez. What's up, buddy? Yeah. Uh, question. Are we confusing being picked on with being bullied? And if you're really being bullied, why don't you teach the kid to stand up for himself and kick ass? Enough of this namby-pamby, you know, my feelings got hurt. 
Kick the guy in the balls and move on. I'll let Fez answer that one. What if a kid can't defend himself? What if a kid is... They're two buddies. It, it, and the kid still ends up getting a broken arm out of this. That's ridiculous that you think that you that uh, kicking someone in the balls would be the answer to this. That it it puts it on the bullying victim that it's their fault because they're not doing something physical about it. That's You're, ridiculous. But the odd thing is that's how we were all raised. Oh, sure. And we were raised like that since the beginning of time. So to now decide... Hey, that's ridiculous without wondering where that thinking came from. The fact that we're all supposed to now leap into this is what always shocks me. It just shocks me that we don't think that there's some value in, and that it's part of the educational system to think, how do you handle this? Right. Because let's face it, if I hire a guy, and we did uh, have a guy who came in here at 202. He worked for us. Some of the other guys from the ONA show were teasing him, and he folded it like a fucking omelet and ended up leaving. Because in the real world, there's not a lot of things to do to, you know, other than a lawsuit to, you know, some of the things you've got to be able to deal with. And I don't know whether we're teaching the kids how to just fucking problem solve. You know, we get into this stuff where, Sometimes kids go, well, I walked a long way around something. I think there's a fucking lesson in that. I don't think you need to be walking past every fucking place. I fucking grew up in a place where my head had to be on a swivel around uh, certain places. Um, Dan, Dan, you're on the run of Fed show. Yeah, I'm just wondering, when do you guys think the anti-bullying movement becomes a bullying movement? At a certain point, the anti-bullies, if you will, become the bullies, No. I think that there is a certain amount of it. And this is what happens in the mob mentality. And it's what happens uh, when we all decide someone is out of line and we're all going to jump on that person. There is a bullying to deciding who's not politically correct. A bullying takes place when when individuals start being harassed because they're not acting like part of the group. Um, but normally those people don't start to, uh, you know, cry about as much. Um, here is uh, Tom. Tom, you're on the Fez. Yo, is that me? Yeah. Hey, Ron, I just want to point out to Fez. Fez, if I feel that flying is dangerous, is flying actually dangerous? Well, I mean, bad things can happen there, yes. That doesn't make it dangerous. But statistically, flying is not dangerous. All right, it's our least dangerous. So, so what's your point? His point would well, be this. Just because you feel something doesn't make it so. And if someone says something about you, that doesn't mean there's only one reaction to it. Okay, but if it's repeated harassment... Again, it's going to depend on what that fucking thing is. I don't know how repeated uh, harassment on a website could hurt anyone. I don't think that we have a successful person in America today who doesn't have assholes and weak people attacking them on fucking websites. It's only the weakest fucking people who go on and anonymously attempt stuff. They're probably not worth 
even acknowledging. They're probably not worth acknowledging at all. And yet to act like I read something on a website and that fucking, um, uh, you know, destroyed my life. That's also up to you. It's also up to you. Um, here's a cat. You're in front of Fez. Yeah. Hey, Ron. What's up? What you got here? Yeah, we're here. I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, I've got a, uh, I've got a seven-year-old daughter, and uh, she's started in softball, and she's um, she's playing with eight-year-old girls who already have a little clique developed together, and she's trying to wanting to play with them, and actually they're kind of shunning her, telling her get away and you know and this and that, and I think it's up to the parents and to people to explain. You know, sometimes, you know. You're not part of that clique yet. You have to understand. I think the main reason parents get, well, how come my child is accepted? All right, I'm, I, I'm, I, yeah, your phone's going out, but I totally get you. And yeah, it's always an awful thing when you see your kids not getting everything that they want. But it really goes back into what we were talking about with the Palestinian thing yesterday, where I was telling Schnabel, when I watched the movie, I completely identified with the dad now going to the kids, hey, fuck this thing. You know what I mean? This is not important. Stay home. Be safe. Don't be out with the other fucking protesters. When I was a kid, I would have been out there in a fucking heartbeat throwing fucking cops at the other thing. You don't have the full vantage point when you're a kid. And when you're a kid, you are driven by feelings instead of intellect. You don't have intellect. So if a feeling comes up, you don't question it. That's the fucking sign of an immature person. When they have a feeling or even an opinion and take that as a uh, reality. Um, here is uh, Jason. Jason, you're on my face. Hey, Ronnie. I just wanted to say I think that... Uh because the rules are so strict for the kids now. Yeah. You know, you used, you used to be able to get in a little fight at a basketball game or something like that. You get a slap on the wrist, sit out for the game, and then they let you back in. Well, they're all so afraid to get in trouble for anything anymore that I think they, they hold back for so long at this point that it gets built up so much that when they finally explode, it's twice as bad as it would have been, you know, before everything was so strict on them. You know what I mean? It, it really – it seems like every time that we do something for safety – it also creates problems somewhere else, that there is no correct answer. Uh, are kids going to get their feelings hurt? Yes. So we're adults. Are all the kids going to be included? No. They're not going to be included because it's not human nature. It's human nature that you like one person better than another person. Um, let's go over here to Ben. Ben, you're on Fez. Yeah. Hey, Ronnie B. Hey, uh, when I was in school, man, I got, I got skipped ahead about two grades, and I didn't have any problems with bullying until I got into junior high, high school. And so I was about 13, and these kids in my same grade were 15 and 16. Now, I got bullied, and so my dad's like, you know, you're going to have to fight these bullies. You're going to have to kick some ass, or they're going to keep messing with you. And because it was just two white kids scrapping, just like that dean of students from Ohio said, it wasn't race, it wasn't disability, it wasn't gender, they never considered it bullying, so instead... Is, you know, instead of the school looking at, well, this is a 13-year-old fighting basically men, they said, well, they're both being aggressive. We'll both throw them out for 10 days, 
And because I got into four fights, I got thrown out for an entire year. So I just think it's kind of, they need a better definition of bullying. Um, here is uh, Matt. Matt, you're on running first. Mr. B, don't you think that over the years, uh, Fezzi's done some bullying since NEW all the way through from, like, uh, Zito and, like, Harry Pants and those guys? He's picked and bullied on the guys. Um, yes. I mean, Fez always tells me, what is your favorite thing in the world? Comedically. Um, the, 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 uh, fat jokes. No, you're trying to guess an answer now. Yeah. Whenever you and I sit around, I go, where's the place that you're always comfortable on the air? Uh, the prepared bits. You always say to me, my favorite thing to do is put the boots to someone. That's where you're always comfortable. You like to be third man on a pile. Uh, you always get off the best lines. That is a form of bullying. Comedically, we probably bully, and that's what we were talking about yesterday, is that you want to walk the fine line when you're when you're doing something comedically. At the same time, if you take a guy who's skilled, and I'm, I'll just use Larry the Cable Guy, his audience might leave there, do the same exact jokes, and sound like a bunch of fucking assholes. And nobody will laugh at it. The real thing of, you know, pulling something comedically is making us laugh at stuff that we don't normally laugh at. So it's very hard. Now, there are people that sit around and tell you uh, that a person like Larry, although he's funny, makes the world a worse place because less people are going to be accepting blah, blah, blah. But I don't think that you could ever look into his heart and say that about him. I think he's a he's a pretty good fucking dude. Um, here is... Um, Here's Andy. Andy, you're on Run Fez. Hey, Ron. Basically, when it comes to bullying, when it comes to harassment, when it comes to, you know, any, any kind of these sensitivity issues, the problem is around about the mid-'90s, if not a little bit earlier, we went from a nation where the burden of proof was always on the victim, and now the burden of proof is squarely on the accused. All anybody has to say that feels victimized is, he did this to me, or she said that to me, or they did this that's inappropriate. And then that person, whether they did it or not, is really screwed. They have to come up with all the proof to prove that they didn't do it. But all it takes to get the ball rolling is one person to say, they did. Now, and oddly, if you think of that, how much of that has come from even our daytime talk shows? Where, oh, that's where it started. There was actually yeah. a book that was just written uh, around about the phenomenon of all the women, uh, mostly about the, the, the phenomenon, uh, mostly during with women in the 90s, that started cropping up with all the repressed memories that eventually turned out to be mostly bullshit, but were just planted there by uh, pseudo-psychologists and, 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 and talk shows and you know, saying, you know, suddenly all these women coming forth and saying, you know, I was touched by my uncle when I was eight, and I just remembered it now when I'm 35. Well, there, and, But there's also been this fucking mentality of let's bring out the bad person, and then the whole audience, oh, Ooh. and then the audience starts to yell at them. Now, what is that a recreation of? Uh, like a like a lynch mob, a passion play, a passion play that the people in the Bible that were fucking portrayed as the wrong people were not the people outside of society. 
they were the people directly following along with the rules that were laid down for them. And for some reason, we think if someone is the weirdo now that they are trouble, we forget that the weirdo is also part of society, that the fucking weirdo also brings something to the table for all of us. Um, here is uh, Patrick. You're on Fez. Hey, buddies. Yeah, I got a question. Fez, uh, when you got drunk and were calling Fred a fat piece of shit over and over, was that bullying? I don't think so. No. Why not? Because I was responding to things that were being said to me. So you think it's okay to going retaliate at, in kind? I wasn't going after him. I wasn't seeking him out. I can't out. believe you're sitting here as a fucking sober person saying that. I can't believe that you think as a sober person. I get that you were confused the day that you were drunk, but the fact that you're not sitting here now saying that he was just a kid trying to get airtime, doing what the producers were telling him to do, I can't believe that you don't get it. I mean, it wasn't appropriate what I was saying, but I don't know if I would put it in a classification of bullying. You were the bully. You were the fucking stronger person threatening to destroy a fucking kid's career. And quite frankly, since he doesn't work in radio, you might have done that. You surely haven't followed up with him, have you? No. You might have done it, for all you know. Now, could you blame me and Hicks and Dave, who thought it was all fucking funny? Yeah, but you purposely went after the weakest fucking person you could to fucking prove your point on. You did not go, Ron... Dave, who the fuck do you two guys think you are to go hand in this kid these fucking notes or to be laughing at his unfucking or even to say it now today? In hindsight, I should have told Ron and Fez, uh, Dave, how do you ever fucking do that? But to sit around and think that you were justified that day? No. Now, in the meantime, do I think it's some horrible thing? Nope. I don't. I think that if the kid wants to work in this business, he's got to learn to throw bows and get fucking... Bows thrown back at him. I don't see it as that big of a deal. Um, let's go over here to Bill. Bill, you're on my face. Hey, yeah, Fizzy, when you attack him like that, I mean, a lot of times when people say stuff to you, you get all mad and start screaming at him, and they're saying the truth. You know, you might not like it, but it's their opinion. And it's, it's free speech, yeah, they have its consequences, but, I mean, people are entitled to their opinion and what they perceive as being the truth. Yeah, I, I mean, I, in that instance, okay, but uh, talking about school kids where harassment comes every day. Says who? You're saying like this is a given fact. Who fucking knows it? And the fact that some kid is that maybe is being harassed physically every day in a school in Detroit, what does that have to do with a school in Lansing, Michigan? What does it have to fucking do? Why are these things being set up as if it's an epidemic that just started, like it hasn't been around for years? These are made-up fucking facts. Period. Made up. Made up with the girl who killed herself in Massachusetts? If a girl fucking kills herself... Then we need to go around and find someone else to fucking blame. 
This is what happens with us. We're not making the fucking world any easier for little fucking kids. We're just running around finding other fucking children to blame. And people do kill themselves. I had kids kill themselves in my school. I couldn't fucking tell you why. They were kids that were considered fucking cool and hung themselves. They were fucking certainly had a better fucking high school experience than a lot of other fucking kids did. There's no, I, I could not sit down today and try to figure out why some people made a thrill and why other people didn't. And why we have to quickly turn around and blame fucking music or the fact that they this or that or they're hanging out with the art students. It's, again, the mob fucking mentality. And now it just happens to be the politically correct mob mentality. And yeah, I definitely think a gay kid should be able to go to fucking school with anyone else. I totally get that. Don't walk through life unscathed any more than it will the fucking fat kid, the kid with fucking glasses, leg brace, pimples. There's some, there's, it's not a fucking easy planet. Sometime, somehow we got it in the back of their fucking mind that it is. And ain't. Um, here's uh, Greg, Arizona, you're on my face. Hey, Ron, how's it going, man? Yeah. Hey, uh, I, uh, I was bullied at the time I, I kind of started doing well with baseball in high school and stuff, and uh, it was actually tortured. And I hear that this seceding rage and it's kind of beneath everything that Fed says, and he's, he actually terrifies me because he's the kind of, he's the kind of bully that doesn't realize that he's a bully, so he doesn't know when to put the brakes on. And I think we heard that last year at the St. Patrick's, even now that he doesn't even think he was a bully. So got the kids screaming at the background at me, but, um, but it's, just the rage in his voice kind of, it's still scary hearing it today. Greg, the rest of your life is going to be spent talking to children. This is an adult conversation. Yeah. You I need know. to go over and talk about Barney or whatever things keep those kids interested. I don't know. I don't know how to talk I'll to do, them. All right, thanks. I'll do my best. Uh, here is, uh, let's go over here to Mitch. Mitch, you're on my face. Hey, Ronnie, I'll, I'll be the first to admit that I, I'm having difficulty as an adult. Because I, I try not to, uh, blame myself. I don't, I don't see that I'm the problem and I try to blame other people, but that's how pretty much I was raised and it really sucks because I, I know I need to blame myself and trying to figure out, uh, who else to blame or shift the blame on is ridiculous. Uh, we, we really need to start taking accountability for our own actions and teach our kids and the, the people that are going to run this fucking country in the next 20, 30 years, that uh, you, you need to start taking accountability for your actions and not try to figure out who else to blame. There so, is, uh, see, I'm, I might even have this own prejudice that if I feel like a victim, I can't stand it. If I feel like a victim, uh, I, I cannot stand it. And I go through this with my guys when they're bringing up like the other departments or shit. Yes. That is what you're going to have. You're going to run into fucking walls all the time. But we know that the D.C. video department doesn't get shit done. And for five fucking months, we say the same thing back. That isn't being fucking bullied. That's not fucking being able to figure out what to do next. Uh, 
So how do you get up and go back to work in the morning when something like that happens? That's what I don't fucking understand. Uh, Larry, Larry, you're on the Runafest show. Ronnie, it doesn't matter if you're if you're rich or poor. The rich kids pick on the rich kids. Poor kids pick on the poor kids, and everybody picks on everybody because kids are just cruel bastards. There is that. that that is something that they are afraid to say on the on the television. They're afraid to say, "Holy shit! Can you even believe the cruelty of kids?" raised as well as we've raised them in the best circumstances. And they fucking are cruel. And you can't keep them down. I remember being in these Catholic classes. The nuns would have us pinned down. Pinned the fuck down. Nobody could move. No one's making a move. You could get fucking slapped, blah, blah, blah. That nun needed to take a shit, left that class, and we turn into a room full of fucking animals. I mean, we went Lord of the Flies in eight fucking seconds. And we would have fucking killed Piggy with a fucking conch shell if we had the chance. We were out of our minds with our own wickedness. They also don't fucking let on the, the thrill that you get being the fucking person who's not at the bottom of the fucking barrel. It feels great. If you're the fucking kid with glasses and someone comes in with a wheelchair, you're fucking happy to turn around and start doing wheelchair jokes just so the four-eyed shit doesn't get started. The hypocrisy that we live by as adults where we don't even remember what it was like. That's the thing that fucking gets to me. It's bullshit. It's bullshit to th- somehow think um, that life used to be good and gentle and now something went wrong. That's the type of mind that doesn't think, that doesn't spend a moment more than fucking taking and what the news gives you, buffing it up with your fucking elbow and passing it along to the next person. If you are honest with yourself and anyone who was an ever an older brother remembers how vicious they were, if they're going to be honest, and when you were a younger fucking sibling, to remember how vicious your fucking older siblings were. No one taught them to do that. Your parents never said, now look, I want to tell you something. When I leave the house, I want you guys to destroy each other. They told you the exact opposite. Where did you learn to do these Horrible fucking things. Wasn't from the teachers. Wasn't from your parents. In your mind, you invented it. You invented fucking evil. And you loved it. But for some reason, we think it's the biggest fucking deal now. Um, Danny, you're on Ron and Fez. You're on and Fez. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's really bad that those kids did what they did picking on that little girl in Massachusetts and everything and I believe they should be punished for it in, in, a, in some way but uh, a, a girl who will kill herself, a person who will kill themselves uh, if they'll go through with it, isn't it just a matter of time before something causes them to kill themselves? What if she had kids and, and uh, five years from now and the postpartum depression and she killed herself and her child or something? I mean, isn't it really just a matter of time before they go off anyway? 
You know, I don't know about that. I, I have no idea what it takes, but you can fucking teach a kid that the people that bully them are fucking worthless. Uh, there was a film fezzy called Broadcast News, uh, starring Albert Brooks. And there was a scene at the beginning of the thing when he was a kid and the bigger kids were punching him in the nose and he jumps up and his fucking nose is bleeding and he's fucking screaming at these kids that the difference between him and them is he'll get out of fucking Boston and they don't have the mind that they have. They have no fucking idea of the things that he'll do. Their fucking brains are too small to pick up how stupid they are. And that is the answer. That's the fucking bit about it. That you have to convince the kids that someday you're have you're going to have a choice. Today you don't. Today you're fucking stuck in this shitty fucking world like every other kid. And the, the, the caller who called up and said, just because you're a rich kid doesn't mean you're not going to get fucking harassed in school. You definitely will. Because the other kids are there are going to be fucking evil. All right, we've gone on too long. I feel really bad about... Well, we didn't run the bet we were going to do today for G-Baby. Now I feel like he's been cyberbullied. You proud of yourself, Hicks? Well, those Twitters can be dangerous, Ron. I didn't even think of that. They can. Maybe you need to put up a, a, a picture of another man and pretend that you're him as you go around tweeting things. Be the fake G-Baby. <laughs> this movie was shit. Uh, we will break here. And uh, when that's over, can you give a, a complete reboot to Lappy? I mean, restart from ground zero because it's a fucking nightmare to me. Got it. Do you understand that? A complete and utter nightmare to me. I understand. It's harassing me. It's cyber harassing me. Um, back in a couple moments. Uh, and hopefully in a little bit we'll get Mafia Life Chris on. Are you going to give him a piece of your mind, Fuzz? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with his cousin's suspension. Well, I don't think there's going to be any problem about that. I don't think, uh, you know, that being a private school and all, I don't know what kind of uh, rights that she has to that. But it is weird how we don't want to let our teachers, you know, we expect them to be 24-hour-a-day teachers. Ridiculous. Which goes to show us again how immature we are. Even when we get to adulthood, we still can't look over and see a teacher as a person. Um, Hicks, anything on your mind today? Uh, yeah, the guy, I don't know if I remember Sean Parker, the guy who created Napster. He's back Fuck in the news. Fuck yeah, I remember yeah. Sean Parker. Fucking Social Network, baby, JT. He's back in the news. He's fucking trying to get back in Metallica, it looks like, again. It's really fucking very funny. All right, let's get into it. Run fish show. You got a phone, oh, you're all alone, man, you're stoned, oh, you're all alone, you got a phone, oh, well, you're stoned, oh, oh. call 
I'm brand new. Everything I do is always brand new. I'm on the premise of reality. I can't seem to face up to the facts. I'm so nervous, can't relax. It's on fire. It's Ron Fez show. Uh, I saw this. Uh, we had uh, Schnabel on and Rula. What was her last name? Jibriel. Jibriel. Uh, which, by the way, I didn't want to point this out on the air yesterday. Uh, but I had, had no idea how beautiful pa- uh, Palestinian women were. Rula is unbelievable. Gorgeous. So when I watched the film the other day... Um, the actress who played her in the movie, uh, one of my friends said to me, yeah, but, you know, of course you're going to side. Look, at they, my only problem with the movie was they made the girl too beautiful. In real life, this girl more beautiful than a movie star. But I see this, uh, that before they did the Morning Joe thing, they had a fight over her hair. Did you see that, Hicks? Yeah, it was right there on page six. Top story. Which goes to show you what rotten fucking sellouts the TV people are. They always love to get some press somewhere. Drop the dime immediately. People were so upset in the hallways. Come on. The Julian Schnabel, uh, Rula Jabril interview. That'll be part of RBI Ron Bennington interviews this weekend, along with Mark Cuban, Karen Allen, Tamara Davis, and Peter Max, all on RBI this weekend on the virus and at 2 p.m. in the East on Stars 2. Very impressive bunch of names. Um Really want to add Patrick Wilson to that, but Hicks let me down. I don't know why you think I would care about Patrick Wilson. I don't know. I just like to know. You like to know everything. I like to be informed of things. Just being blindsided just hurts a lot. I know that from the movie. But just you've got to look at that quarterback like it was your white mama. Okay. And how many times I tell all you guys that? Almost every day. So you've got Arizona beating UConn, huh? Yep. And do you still the, feel that's going to happen? Oh, yeah, and go to the Final Four. I have three of my Final Four left. I don't know if that makes me unique or special. No, that's good. But Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a very, it's a crazy thing to pull off here. A crazy thing to pull off. M- maybe Monday we will go over uh, all the names and see how some of the people are doing on the trip to New York. And, of course, who's le- in leads to get the... Uh, Fire on uh, fire on the Walton, I know, is also up pretty high. Second. Well, second? Right right in front of that man's soup. Boy, that would, that would really mean a lot to me to see Fire on the Walton win the Walton basketball. Be huge. Yeah, right now, just five points behind the leader, Flying Hellfish. Flying Hellfish? What's that name even mean? I have no idea. Let's never plug it again. Let's only <laughs> plug names that make us laugh. Uh, Hicks, what were you going to tell me? You got a big story for me. All right, so Sean Parker, who founded Napster and got into the big role with fucking Metallica. And then- now, Sean Parker's not rich, right? Oh, uh, well, no. For a while, he was. He was broke. Then he got into league with the fucking Facebook guy. He's got like a small percentage of that, and he's made a shitload of money. Okay, Sean Parker is the other guy, not the first guy, not the face of Napster, He's JT from Napster. Yeah, he's JT from Napster, yeah. Now, everybody got nominated for an Academy Award except for JT, I think. Yeah. And when it was early on, people were saying to me, when I saw the film and liked it, and by the way, I didn't love it, but I did like it. It was good. Uh, When people went, 
how's JT? And I'm like, I went from not noticing to thinking, okay, sometimes it's a bit of annoyance just seeing a, you know, a uh, a pop star there. Who's a douche? Douche boat. All right, so the real Sean Parker, what's going on with him? So now that he's got some cash, he's now in a fucking league to try to buy Warner Music Group, which is fucking Metallica's Metallica's label. So he's trying to just buy out Metallica's fucking label. And I don't understand why he would try to get into the music industry now. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's the fucking smartest move in the world. He should be trying to do something new because he has all this fucking Facebook money. Yeah, but here's the thing. When you get a lot of money, and this is why... I was really, I'm thinking that that thing the other day was uh, a lot of fun, Shark Tank. Those guys do shit just to do it, and sometimes just to tweak each other. Like, a Barry Diller will go, oh, wait, Harvey Weinstein wants that? Then I want it. And you're like, really? That's, you guys play like that? And they they like having competition. They're, they didn't make a bunch of money. Because they don't like to get up every day and battle. They make a lot of money because they do battle every day. Now, people like us think, as soon as I would make the money, then I would uh, uh, float in my pool smoking weed and drinking scotch, and that would be it. And Shit. calling ex-girlfriends up and letting them, you know, sending pictures of my cock and saying, you could have had this, you dumb cunt, but you're too stupid. Now go fucking drive your fat kids to, to school. That's how we think, and that's why we're never going to be captains of industry. Because those guys, once they make a billion dollars, they set the alarm for 4 o'clock in the morning, put a suit on, and go out. Because to them, doing business is like partying. I'll take a vacay. Come on, Shawnee. That is the vacay for them. They don't have a vacation that is as exciting as being in the middle of it all. He's banking it up, I guess. Wonderful shit can Metallica just for the hell of it. I don't know. I, you know, Metallica's on their own, too. Like, they shouldn't have any bad days, either. Lars has that crazy art collection. Well, he sold that, remember? Uh, yeah. By the way, the place that he sold that is right around the corner from my house. What? Yeah, but don't act like I have anything to do with it. I just live in that neighborhood. Let's go hang out there. Yeah, you can go over and see those auctions anytime you want. Now, you can't get one of the, like, the little paddles... Like you can in the movies, you have to put up money. And it's just like I was worried about the guy who put up the money to spend time with Fez. I like, how do we know he's not faking? I think you got to put up like a card before you even get on that site. Holy shit! So you don't want to be fucking around at an auction like in a movie. So it's not like eBay where fucking you can just bid for anything. I don't know. I never once been to eBay in my life. Yeah, you could just fucking jack up prices on things. And not only that, I haven't even looked at eBay in my life. I don't know why. I have no interest in that. Uh, Dan, you're on Fez. Hey, Ron. Uh, I enjoyed the interview yesterday with Julian, but uh, I never caught the name of the movie. Fez? Meral. Meral is the name of the movie. Fez tried to get me by rolling an R on it, and I've refused to do it. I'm not uh, fucking I, Palestinian, uh -uh. so I'm not, I'm not going to suddenly fake that I am. All right. M-I-R-A-L. Meral. M-I-R-A-L. Thank you. Uh, and I don't think it's going to open wide right away. Staggered release. Platforming. They're going to platform it. Hicks, I noticed this. Whenever I asked you what's on your mind, it's always something from the internets. 
Well, I, I don't have television, so I'm, I'm limited to internet and internet type information. It's a big place, Ron. Lots of stuff going on out there in cyberspace. Uh, Fez Whiteley, let's uh, get into your mind. What's happening? Well, Procter & Gamble is coming up with an idea for uh, drugstores. That's where they're going to, instead of lumping all the grooming products according to category, like uh, men's and women's to get men and women's razors together, they want to do a thing in uh, drugstores where it's a men's only aisle, where all the guy stuff is kept in one aisle altogether. So, and and the reason that they want to do this is they said that guys are uncomfortable walking down an aisle where there's feminine products like the tampons, the pink razors, that sort of thing. And I thought that was just like one of my own little stupid insecurities. I didn't know that this was out there and that other guys would have felt this way. A lot of feminine men in the world. Um, Let me tell you something. If you're out there shopping yourself and your chick isn't picking up your razors for you, I can't even relate. Yeah, guys apparently hate to do this. Well, guys they hate to shop at all, don't you? I mean, do you like going to the drugstore? No, I no, uh, but it's not the shopping part that bothers me. It's just such a pain in the ass. That's what I'm talking about. That's the pain in the ass. Shopping for things. So, but I always felt uncomfortable if I was looking for something and ended up going down like the feminine hygiene aisle. Well, what could happen to you? Your, the tampoonies are going to hurt you? No, but I don't even understand why guys act like they, if they're in the store and their chick needs tampons, they can't pick them up. I don't even get that. Yeah, if, I guess if I had a chick, I would be able to do it, but it feels like I've... Well, I, what would, how would the person know? First of all, you're not going to buy them anyway, are you now? No. But what worries you about seeing it? What it? It's me being seen in that aisle. I feel like I've walked into the ladies' room. And I've never brought this up because... First of all, I've taken a piss in a ladies' room before. So what store is going to do this? Um, they didn't mention a particular store, but... Uh, Let me guess. It's maybe one store somewhere and it becomes a topic of debate. Eric, so you're one of those guys that you would have a problem picking up tampons for your chick? I don't care. What the fuck do I... I'm making a fucking whatever. purchase. Yeah, I was buying some shit, dog. Come on. It's no worse than if you're buying it. I don't want to go into a store and waste my fucking time, particularly since you can't smoke a cigar in there. I don't like looking at things. I like knowing what I want, getting it, and leaving. Yeah, I don't like wasting time. Like, let's browse and see what they got. No, please don't make me do that. Now, I understand that there's some stores you'd rather be in than others, like, you know... Fucking riding mowers is always a little more fun. Looking at guitars is more fun. But beyond that, it's a it's a drag. I hate going into a hardware store. It's a, a hardware store will actually nauseate me. You ought to buy a nut and say this is me. A male plastic surgery uh, is going up. Guys having facelifts. That's increasing. I've noticed that. That's increasing in the country, but that's increased over your entire lifetime. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess I, I guess last year there was a big uh, sharp uh, rise in it. Well, here's the problem: it never looks good. If it looked good, everyone would do it, but they never can pull it off 
without making someone's face look like a snare drum. Well, it never looks good on a woman, I don't think. No, they don't have it worked out. You know, and, and guys can't even do the thing of putting on the heavy makeup and eyeshadow to try to enhance that. But they're saying that guys feel they need to look younger for the workplace. Um, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. You know, um, we we do live in some kind of a youth-oriented fucking society, but it, it only makes you look worse. If it made you look the way you in your head you wanted to look, then I think it would be great for anyone to do. But since it doesn't, it only makes you look worse. Greg, you're on a Fez. Hey, Fez, have you ever had to go in and buy condoms before? No, I've never bought condoms. Could you do that? I would be embarrassed uh, to buy condoms. I, I would be self-conscious to buy condoms. You don't have to be at all. They'll just ask you how much sperm do you normally shoot so you'll know what how, you know what type to buy. They ask you that? Well, they have to know whether you're, you know, to make the condom fit. Just like when it's your shoe, you got to know how much, right? Yeah. You don't want the thing all filled up. Some of them, you know, all filled up. Just it'll come out and then it'll get somebody pregnant. He doesn't have to worry about that. Just spreading disease. I have no idea how much I shoot. How much they even well, tell, tell them. them. You'll just have to tell them. You're not sure. Well, you look at the jizz when it comes out, right? <laughs> That'll give you a... Good idea. I don't think they're going precise with it, Fez. Just give them a general idea. Is there what's like, your flow like? Is it a is it a heavy flow? Is there like standards like media small flow, medium well, discharge? Off the, off the top of your head, what do you think? I would say huh. that's that's not a, a measurement. <laughs> But I don't know how much other people. Do you ever are say this? Things. I'd like an average amount of milk, please, when you go to the store. Could I have an average amount of chicken wings? Here's fifty. See, that would seem like a large to me. You're probably going to have to just buy a couple different sizes and jack into all to see whether or not. Yep, that's the only way to solve this problem. Well, I totally have to practice. That's for sure. What do you mean practice? Like getting a condom you on. You never put a condom on? No, I've never put a condom on. Why not? Well, I've never I've never been in a situation where I had to. You like to bareback it. No, I wouldn't do that. I would practice safe sex. What? You've never had any sex, right? No, never. That's the safest kind of sex. Now, I was watching the, uh, what is it, Parks and Recreation the other night. And the joke was... That the fat weird guy that everyone makes fun of didn't lose his virginity till he was 24. That was the punchline. And I'm like, if only I worked with that guy. 24 would be wonderful. Um, I'm not much past that. Well, to the second power. 24 to the second power. Um, but you'll just have to, would you, so you don't know the amount. Would you say thick or watery? I would say thick. Ooh, like mayonnaise thick? Yeah, like much you, thicker. You're there's, sick. There's... You're sick then. You got some kind of illness. Really? Yes. You don't want a thick fucking thing. I thought watery would be bad. No, watery is nice. It's healthy. Yeah. It means that you're flowing. You probably have some kind of prostate problem. But you ever had your prostate checked? 
Uh, yeah, I've had it checked before. Well, then the other years th- and years ago, you should jacked why there was donut and had your first time. Mm-hmm. What, what's the color like? An off white. Off. Uh oh. Yeah. Off white and thick. That doesn't. That's not a good combination. <laughs> no, it's bad mayonnaise. A yellowish tint. Um, Frank, you're on a fez. Yeah, Ron. I believe they make condoms for anal sex. Yeah, they do. Also have that ass condoms. Um, Eric, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, uh, I have an offer for Fez. Um, Fez, here's my offer. What I'm saying is, uh, you and I go out, I bring you to, uh, a gay club, or club. Where does and, this uh, come from? What the hell it. kind of, Hold why would he want to do that? He's not going to find any girls at a gay club. <laughs> it's true. not going to work for him. Uh-uh, no I'm way. looking for romance besides. Bromance? Why romance? Why don't you just want to fucking bust that nut? Fuck it. Get oh, off. because I know if there was a one, if I had a one night stand, I know the insanity of my own mind. See, I think that you make up things so that you don't have to do that. Yeah. Once, because once you start getting that come out, it's gonna you're gonna fucking want to do it nonstop, and you'll find no anyone to do it. Well, with the thickness. Seriously, he does have a point there. You might be just going the opposite way than you think, and you might end up becoming the silly slut of Roosevelt Island. Oh, God, be great. Now, the problem for you is you have, for some reason, you stayed on the bench during your sexual peak years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't act on anything. Well, did you ever have anything to act on? Do you ever have the urge? Um, No, not really. And, I mean... And I haven't even... You had the testosterone check before, right? Oh, yeah, several times. And you have enough? Yeah, yeah. Because you even said you weren't a a, 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 a constant batcher. Yeah, I ha- I haven't batched. All right, no, please. The, even the thought of that is disgusting to me. I don't want to know any of those details. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Sure. I just uh, try to be as upfront as possible. This is my fucking version of you seeing a tampoonie. Yeah, so just never big on All any right, of it. I don't want to say I need a fucking moment to uh, fucking read. But you never said to yourself, I got to I gotta get some for me. I'm in the urge. Right, yeah. Well, I have the need. I'm going to go. I've never had that moment where I'm going to go nuts if I don't, you know, get something. And your only thing is you'd rather have romance than sex. Oh, sure. All right. And the idea of having sex and no romance, not appealing to you. No, no, that's... But have you ever had romance in your life? No, never had the the romantic relationship either. Never had that thing where you're like almost did little, but didn't end up doing it. Never had that. No. You're a... uh... See, I had it in my mind for a long time that Fez was asexual. And then you even agreed for a while... But you thought that was just to cover up what was really bothering you. Yeah, yeah, that was a cover. Uh, by the way, I consider that a lie. Oh, that is not a cover. That's an out-and-out lie. Yeah, deception. Um, you know, Dr. Steve puts on testosterone gel. Wow. Well, actually, his wife Tammy puts uh, on him. What? That's not her name. What is her name? Uh, Tacy. Tacy. Why did I say Tammy? Oh, that's your sister's name. Right, yeah. I was thinking of, of somebody who can take the testosterone. All right. 
See, that's the thing. I think she got your testosterone. She's very ballsy. <sighs> Tell me about it. Her nickname was Get Some. I I didn't know that was my sister's nickname. Get Some Mo is her full name. I'm I'm just finding that out today. One guy's legs gave out for him. He went dead legged. Page, I'm running Fez. Page. Hey, uh, yeah. Fezzy. Yes. Curious, uh, how old were you uh, when you first realized that you had a secret? Well, people are very blunt and very easy to ask questions. That That's a difficult thing for you to talk about. Yeah, yeah, because it was different stages of secrecy, I guess. I don't think there was, there was never one day where I said, oh. And this is something you just couldn't say right now. You would have to work your way up to it. Absolutely, yes. Even though I think everyone understands that you have a secret. And I, I think that the, the thing that people find strangest, and I hope you don't mind me saying this. Okay. Not so much that you have a secret, because we're used to that in this, in this world. But because you are afraid to act on the secret, and then you get very political about other things, I think that people think that you're not okay with the fact that you have a secret. That they're... It's the self-hating because of the secret. Would you agree with that, Hicks? Yeah, I can see that. That the reason why some of the part of you, you know, the fights or whatever or the weirdness is because you're not okay with yourself because you're ashamed of the secret itself. I think there's a lot of self-hating with me. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's completely secret-related. There was a time, absolutely. Where I thought everything was very, very wrong and very evil. And that wasn't that long ago. No. No. That was that was just, you know, some years back. By some, are we seven, nine, what? Yeah, yeah, about that long. Yeah. So for seven years you decided yes, I do. Uh huh. Yeah. Where it it took a while to you know, to justify things in my mind. Where where I was justifying things in my mind. That if I wasn't acting, I didn't have a secret. Um, here is Leader. You're on Run Fez. Yeah, you know how an actor like Christian Bale, when he does a character, he'll do the voice, like, even when he's not on set or not on camera? I think maybe Fez has just been doing Fez so long that he thinks he has a secret. Like, he's just a great actor. Like, he's just fallen into it. Well, I think that there was some part of that. I definitely think that there was, like, the best part of Fez was always the character Fez. Like, the funnest friend to know was the character Fez, and the funniest one would be the character Fez, and then Todd would be the less-than-fun guy. And then he decided, I'm not Todd, I'm Fez, and he kind of moved Todd into Fez. Where he stops doing Fez. He does it every once in a while, but it'll never be for a four-hour show. And now I notice there's been occasions where you're, that Fez has gone completely. And that had stopped before. 
before it would be like, no, I'm really Fez. And now you're back to, no, I'm really Todd playing Fez. Yeah, see, now I've never been able to pick up on when I'm not being Fez. I've always just felt Fez. Even though, you know, you're saying it's Todd. Well, first of all, how how could you say that? Because you invented Fez, and I was there with you when you did. So, yes, you had to remember a long part of your life when there was no Fez. Yeah, well, I meant, like, uh, the voice. No, you didn't always do the voice off air. Oh, okay, I say what you're saying. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't know what you mean. You think that you're always doing Fez? Yeah, uh, on air, I always feel like I've got, you know, it may not be, all I'd have be to crying do is, or something. All but. I'd have to do is go back and play clips from today and from NEW. Yeah. Because every time we take a vacation, people write in and go, holy shit, you were fucking hysterical, dude. You were talking about all kinds of shit and you weren't fucking upset about anything. But the weird thing is, Fez used to be a bully. That's the fucking funny thing about it. So today you spend all this show battling about how bullying is bad. But if you went back and listened to the old Fez tapes, Fez was like a fucking crazy bully. And I don't necessarily see that, you know, I didn't think of that as bad. I just thought of it as Fez. Like, holy shit, he's a dark fucker. Um... I'm not gonna let people uh I'm not gonna let people ask these questions. Some of those are too personal. But you said before that this was gonna be your year to deal with it, huh? Yes, yes. So right now still dealing with other things that were unexpected this year. What's that? My father passing away. When did this happen? It happened a month ago yesterday. So yesterday was the anniversary. Yeah. You like looking at the anniversaries and the dates, huh? Oh yeah, I just you know for someone who's horrible at math, I enjoy looking at some numbers and like you know like counting things off and counting you know steps and that sort of thing and looking at birthdays or you know is my does my flight number add up to thirteen? Is that a bad thing? Oh, you like numerology. I think you're going to be happy this year because this is going to be your first birthday without your dad. And that, to me, I think is going to be a happy day for you. No, that's going to be a bad, bad day. Do you just want to ignore it completely? I think that's probably the best idea. Should we just get a cake? No, you don't even need to get a cake. I've been talking to the fire department to see if we can get all those candles in here. I don't oh. know at this point. All right, it's not all that many candles. You want me to give it out? No, no, that's all right. I'll just say a lot of candles then. If that's what I need to do. Those are the numbers I don't enjoy. Um, no, I'm not going to go to these calls. I'm going to let some of these people go. Well, Fed. Oh, I got a break here? All right, I guess we never did get the call from Mafia Life Chris, huh? I'll try him again. You don't have to worry about it. It's his thing. It's his thing to sell. 
He was only on there for a second. He looked very funny, though. Oh, it looked hysterical. Oh, you were watching, too? I saw it, yeah. Now, did he text you to let you know? or No, I, saw, I caught it on YouTube. Oh, wasn't it funny that last night or yesterday when we were doing the thing with acting like, oh, we are live, we were going to, well, we might end the show with it. Because I feel bad about G-Baby, who, who I really do adore that kid. Um, but to be able to say, uh, we went on going, oh, do you believe the vote off last night on American Idol? I was shocked. And then they did vote off one of the favorites. <laughs> Matter of fact, I think one of you guys had an Entertainment Weekly in here, and, or maybe O&A did, and I was glancing through it, and he was picked to win it all by them, just like a week or two ago. So then he wasn't even going to make the tour. And then they let him back on. All right, break, right back, run a fest. You didn't talk to him? No. What do you mean? Did I talk to him about this? Yeah. Are you just talking about this or are we just talking about it? Yeah, we're just speaking about it. Speaking about it is an idea. Yes. We're not actually talking about it. No. Talking about it as a, no. as a robbery. As a robbery? No. It's the Ryan Fez Show. No, since I had to go down for my grand jury stuff today, I thought I was going to be later. And we cut the first hour with G-Baby to play. Uh, And then since I didn't have it and I got up here, you guys were mad at G-Baby for what? Was it exactly? For tweeting yesterday that he had already cut a, the first hour of the Ron and Fez show with Ron and Fez. For putting it out there yesterday. And you wanted to keep it a secret. Yeah, let it let it unfold as it happens. See who picks up on it. I mean, in that hour, it's not hidden. But let's see who, who, who can come along and figure it out. All right, well, why don't we do this? Why don't we end the show with that hour? Um, I want to talk to Mafia Life uh, Chris because he is now involved in a what he believes to be a free speech issue with his new website burnandrottenhell.com burnandrottenhell.com how are you Chris? hey buddy how you doing? Well, let's get something straight. I think you would either burn in hell or rot in hell, but I don't think that you could burn and rot in hell. Well, I mean, it's just a figure of speech. Yeah, but one that's not correct. It's two of them. Now, you started this website with your cousin, right? Yes, yes. Uh, And we've had her on the air with you before, right? Yes, yes. She called in the last time. We had a little uh, back and forth between me and uh, Divac. Was this her idea of the website or was it yours? Uh, it was her idea originally, uh-huh. and then she came to uh, the man who, of course, knows best about websites. Right. And so that I was noticing how she was battling him back and would not give in the, with the school, and I thought to myself, well, this must have, you know, this is something that she obviously cares about. Uh, you can understand that the school sees this 
as something that they're afraid of. With the, and do you think that those kids were set up to say talk about bullying? You know, uh, there's a, against them, and of course, because you don't know, but there's a good chance that that could be. Yes, because I mean, it just seemed weird. Just, listen, it went viral in that school. They were on it in the libraries, and they shut the you know a couple days down. They shut it down from being able to access the school computers and stuff like that. I mean, maybe they chose two people who, uh, you know, had no idea about it. And so, of course, that's the reaction you're going to get. But there are kids that are all over this site, you know, days after it was launched that, uh, that, that love it and we're using it. Now, you think of this as now it's become a free speech issue for you. Well, they, in, in a certain – they made – listen, I'm not an expert – Okay, on free speech or whatever, I, I, I do website consulting and stuff like that. I'm, I'm going to be straightforward. But they made this a free speech issue because they clearly said to Elizabeth that they want two sections of the – they didn't care about other sections of the website. They wanted two sections of the website cut, shut down or she should be expecting a letter. You know, and repercussions. Um, prior to prior to launching this website, she, you know, brought the terms of use, the idea when it was just a seed in her brain, uh, to the administration, her friends on staff, and uh, even the priest. You know, at the at the school, it's a Catholic private school, and so uh, they had no problem with it. But once the launch happened. They wanted these two sections, the bad teacher and the bad student section, shut down, and that's just not something we were willing to do. So they, you know, it becomes like, why can't we, you know, say what we have to say? Well, of course, they pushed for cyberbullying, the angle of cyberbullying. Right. right now, it's the thing to do. But I mean, but you know, don't you think that's a possibility where you can, if there's sections where you can bash teachers and ba- I mean, bash students? That that's that that is going to happen. That that's what kids at that school are going to use it for. Um, it's it's handing it honest, right to them. To to be honest, I believe that it is a possibility. But I can also say, all right, I'm not going to you know debate you whether that's possible, whether cyberbullying occurs on the internet, and whether it can occur on burnandrottenhell.com. What I'm saying is that we probably have the strictest in the industry policy terms of use to combat that type of behavior and if you look on the internet any social network i mean this type of behavior is still happening out there it's not like we're we're pro cyberbullying we're not we're policing this stuff to the best possible way and we don't condone the cyberbullying that's not the premise of the website you know, it's a place. Why can't you get this, Fez? Why? You know, you were hung under this last time. It's just a website, and what's the difference whether these kids put it there or say it in the bathroom? What's the big deal? It's it's an extra tool for cyberbullying. It's an extra tool for these kids to go after some other kid who's getting picked on anyway. It's providing them something from a teacher at that school. But you can you could also say it gives a chance to the kids that are bullied to point out who the bullies are. Right. I mean, people that have been picked on for so long, they, they maybe they just want to get it off their chest. They're tired of being picked. Hey, I'm tired of being picked about, uh, picked on about this issue. Burning rotten, burning rotten hell. It's, you know, a, a figure of speech. And, and I would think, 
says that you would be more pro getting stuff off your chest of things that bother you. I mean, you know, given your situation, you know, in life in general, I thought that you'd be more pro to be able to get your stuff off your chest. No, I'm pro, uh, I'm anti-negativity where it's... Well, what? Fez Watley is anti-negativity. That's why I quit going to different websites because you, of the negative but, stuff on there. So I wouldn't endorse this. But you're still negative about most of the things you talk about, including your buddy Chris here. I remember not too long ago, everybody was saying to Chris, hey, you're not going to uh, be able to get this thing up and going. No one cares. And now I'm watching American Idol last night. They're plugging his website. I watched the Fox News. They're plugging his website. Yeah, but not in a positive way. Going to bring that's not necessarily that's not true. They're reporting the website as being in, in existence and creating a, a controversial issue. And there's tons of people, you know, as of last night, forty thousand in terms of hits, uh, and the site's being used. People love it. Go on the fan page on Facebook. Like, read the stuff on the Facebook. You're going to get at least ninety percent people that are saying, you know. Uh, that are cheering us on, as opposed to, you know, because people don't like to be told that just because they offend people that they need to be shut up. Well, I can offend you, Fez. It's okay. I mean, pe two people can love each other, be friends, or maybe just not love each other, be friends, and disagree, agree to disagree. And I don't need to be, you know, I mean, I could be honest. I don't need to, uh, not, to worry about offending you. What, is is it such a big deal to leave the students out of it since this is a teacher involved? Listen, in this particular case, the, the, the section wasn't put on the website because, you know, to gear those specific students to talk about their school. I mean, she's a, a good teacher. She loves the school. She's been, it's, she, it's her alma mater. The truth is, when thinking about what people vent about, when we sat down and thought about the structure of what people vent about, we just tried to come up with as many possible categories that, you know, piss people off that, that people can vent at. It just so happens that a lot of students like to vent about, you know, too much homework and, and stuff that goes on in school. And so we just added that topic to the, you know, that category to the website. No, I don't. Vent. Yeah, I don't um, really think that. She stands a chance here, though, with this being a private school deal. No, I don't. In fact, to be honest with you, I can report that she has been terminated. She was suspended with pay as of last night. Yeah, and the report morning. it said suspended. Yeah, she was terminated today. And at 4 o'clock, they're doing a, a rally at the at St. Uh, uh, Francis Prep High School. By the way, now, here's something I uh, just see on Twitter now. Jermaine Lassier. Sounds like Ron and Fez will be playing my hour around 2 o'clock today. Listen in. It's live. Not really. XM202, Sirius 197. Now, some people just will not learn, will they? It's insane. But isn't it kind of funny? His joke is kind of funny. I don't get it. <laughs> he's, just... he's brought up things, and it's like, oh, don't talk about that. I, I can't talk about that. Yeah. He pulled the curtain yeah, out but from under the man. He, he the should know better. Uh, by the way, here's some of the stuff that people are writing in uh, about Fez. Vonnegut wrote about this in Mother Night. 
You Are What You Pretend to Be. Man, I forgot. That is such a great book. Uh, and there is some truth to that. It did kind of... Fezzy mother knighted himself. Uh, maybe Fez went full secret in his secret character. Like Robert Downey Jr. said, you never go full retard. In order for Jack to become face, he needs Fez. He needs to shoot himself in the face so Fez dies. Only then will Jack be Fez. Uh, by the way, some of the kids are calling your um, their teacher your your cousin a bitch ass. It on, your own, on your own website. Yeah, it happens. It happens. It happens. Um, hey, they're burning. You know. It, it, Everyone has their own opinion, and you can express that opinion on burningrottenhell.com. Paul, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's going on, buddies? Hey, I want to touch on the I want to touch on the issue of um, freedom of speech as it relates to the Burning Rotten Hell website. Uh, that being, I mean, he makes a good defense that it should be a freedom of speech issue that people should have a right. But by the very nature of the site, Burning Rotten Hell. You're, you're almost inciting violence to a point because when you talk about burning rotten hell, you're talking about inflicting that on somebody. And, you know, you, you, you can't sit back and say, oh, we're completely innocent. We have the toughest rules in business. That's not the case. Your, your website by perception is inciting violence and therefore is against free speech. I, I understand. It's a, it's a, it's a great uh, point. You know, to throw at me, but truth is, it is also a figure of speech, and nobody is telling people. I mean, the owner, uh, Elizabeth doesn't even believe in hell. She believes in a loving God that would never, you know, condemn people to hell. All right, then why don't you call it stay in the arms of a loving God? Because that wouldn't, because that's, when you design a website, you want to go it. You want the brand to be catchy. And so it wasn't catchy, and it wasn't a catchphrase, and it wasn't figure of speech. Burning rotten hell is what is just a figure of speech that people say when they're angry. We thought it was perfect for the site, but in no way are we telling people that we would wish that they would actually burn. What if you called it burning rotten heck? Then I don't think it would get the uh, you know the, the 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 press that it deserves. I don't think it would get the traffic it deserves. You're loving the negative press about your site. This plays right into your hands, right? Listen, I, just in general, the traffic, I believe it deserves it. Am I loving negative press? No, I never love negative press. Do I love press as the PR marketing you know, director on what I do? I always love press. Would I prefer it to be positive press? Sure. Yeah. And we're getting a lot of positive press here, although it's lumped in with some negative press. Now, here's what Eastside Lama brings up, and it's a very good point. Is there a Grow and Flourish in Heaven website where we can praise the school's decision? <laughs> Tell him to build one. I'll website. I'll consult with him. All right. I don't understand all this. You want to go on there and write something about your about G Baby, who's driving you crazy today? Oh yeah, the, yeah. I got. I you know I wouldn't want to partake in it. You don't Why don't you go on the burningrottenhell dot com and burn G Baby for pulling the wool, pulling the curtain behind the you know. The taping. Yeah, why don't you why don't you do something about that? Because then I would be endorsing this website and what Chris and Elizabeth are doing. That's not necessarily true. You could just be upset, and you don't necessarily always have to burn someone. You don't have to burn G Baby. You can burn the concept of 
pulling the curtain behind. You know, some things need to be left uh, to the, you know, like you said, rolled out as it happened. Boy, that's not even making sense. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know, and now he's tweeted again that it's running. Now we won't run the G-Baby Hour. What? We won't run it. You're so frustrated today. I am very frustrated. Yeah. Um, I got a perfect site for you, Fez. That it would be good for you. Here's Dale in Toronto. You're in front of Fez. Yeah, buddies. Uh, listen, Fez, you're being awful negative. Negative is your whole thing. You can't say that you're against negative. What about the worst dress list? What about all your Fezatorials? Now you're mad at G-Baby. That's awful negative. You're kind of a negative guy, and it's not a bad thing either. I think it's, you know, negativity is kind of funny, Fez. Yeah, but I'm not for cyberbullying. But you are like a, um, you're like an unfunny Larry David, and I think that could be your hook. Uh, Billy Armand Fez. Hey, Chris, uh, I just want to say congratulations on the, uh, the birth of, uh, I fucked up, your coming child. And I saw that picture that you tweeted, and you, it looks like you really let yourself go on that interview. No, I don't think so at all. I don't think so at all. I think you're looking like a million bucks, Chris. <laughs> You're excited about the new that. baby, huh? Of course. I'm really excited. What are you in a, a race against Eastside Dave? <laughs> <laughs> Here's our buddy Arch, you're running Fez. Hey, uh, Chris, now, we're both friends, and you just said before we can talk, talk man to man if we're friends, and it's nothing hurtful. But doesn't it seem, or it is, that you're taking advantage of and uh, capitalizing on this kind of hate and shit on everything uh, culture that we're in right now? that I'd like to see change, that people can't even have a conversation these days unless they're shitting on something. I think people change when they express how they feel and get to a point that they learn that they need to change. I don't think people change by bottling the feeling up and holding it inside. Now, hang on. They're going to go on your site and they're going to crap on something, and then a bunch of guys, I guess you can comment on what people, can you comment on what people say? Yeah, you can comment, you can rate it, you rate the burn, you know, burn, baby, burn, or you rate it down, you know, get over it. Is so it say, say you're a natural at this, like the uh, right. amazing Lisa Lapinelli I saw in person yesterday at Unmasked. Say you're really good at this, but you don't want to be like this, and you just keep getting praised and praised and praised for what you're doing. What makes you think you're going to change doing it? seems like you're going to try to get even better at crapping on people. You're giving, you're giving one scenario that could happen. I'm saying that we could go back and forth until it's so redundant that we realize that we have to agree to disagree or that we just express ourselves. I told you you were fat. You told me I was fat. And, hey, man, sorry you feel that way. That's uh, it. Actually, that actually uh, did happen. You did tell me that. I thought, yeah. <laughs> I will anyway. tell you this. Yesterday, I got to meet Arch's brother, uh, who I now call Attractive Arch. <laughs> Arch, it was good seeing you yesterday, buddy. Yes, my man. See you soon. Now, here's a, this is interesting. This is got sent in to 202 Friends, and it says, Anyone see the irony of an inarticulate, misinformed talk radio fan defend free speech? And that comes from Carter, the man who started RonFez.net. Um, I don't understand. I, 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 at times during the conversation, I'm inarticulate, and at times I'm not. Sorry, I'm human. Um, let's go over to uh, Brian. Brian, you're on Fez. Hey, Ron. Hey, Fez. Um, Fez, I, I think a point you may be forgetting is that 
not everyone that listens to your show everything on Twitter. Uh, those that do may not be on Twitter, you know, you know, I have the time. So um, when Jermaine tweeted what he did, like only the people that are on Twitter and following him at that time would kind of be in on the joke. The rest of us had no clue anything would be going on until it was mentioned on the air that, you know, maybe the first hour would be taped. That doesn't make it right. If no one sees a crime, it doesn't mean a crime hasn't occurred. I, I, I don't see where it's a crime. It's an, enter, it's an entertainment show. It's not a... Not like he's revealing state secrets or anything. The man is business. You would think he would be considerate of how shows work. Okay, but still. And he's, all, and he's always had plenty of things where he's like, I can't talk about he, that right now. He, and we have always respected that. But he actually did do a very good hour. He knew a lot about a lot. Ronnie, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, this new website kind of sounds like the FU line. Does Obi know he's being ripped off by Chris? Um, is this something that you got from Opie and Anthony? We have, we've established that Elizabeth thought of the idea and that I helped her build it. So no, no, it is not a copy of the, uh, Opie and so Anthony F line. Is she now just going to make her money off of not teaching and running this, uh, website? No, she's going to get a job. She's going to get a, another job eventually. I'm, I'm guessing. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what she's going to do. You know, I really, I really don't know. I saw that you were up for a new day job. Is that in Manhattan? Yeah, it's, it's in Manhattan. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm looking to get a doorman. You know, I'm in doorman's union. Uh, is it uh, anywhere in particular yet, or you don't know? No, we don't know. We don't know oh, yet. Oh, man, dude, try to get it up for East Side. I would love to come by anywhere <laughs> you're working. And seriously, I'd love to get one of those coats. Get doorman always have the best fucking coats. When did you get in the doorman un- union? I, I I I know I got a guy. Jesus. <laughs> um, let's go over here to uh, Jeff. Jeff, you're on Fez. Hey, love you, Fez. Hey, but it's not a crime if they don't catch you. If if somebody is murdered and the and the murderer is not caught, some a murder has still occurred. Yeah, but the murderer doesn't mind. Um, here's Josh. Josh, you're on the run of Fez show. Negativity. Fez, how can you be bad at a man of G-Baby when all he did was come in and help do an hour of the show? How can you, like, even he said, hey, I did the show yesterday, it's Aaron in the morning. How could you be mad at him? He came in to help your show. Would you do that if a guest did that? Or is it just because he's a friend of the show? Yeah, that's a very good point. If, like, Julian Schnabel were to do that, we wouldn't, uh, get mad at him. Yeah, but Pee Wee Herman doesn't go out and say, hey, watch Conan tonight. The lights are going to go out, and when they come back on, I'm going to be on the show. I'm going to be sitting there on the couch. Apparently, you don't follow Twitter. Because people do that kind of shit all the time. Uh, you can t- see them taking backstage pictures, stuff like that. It shouldn't Ron, happen. Well, notice when Fez gets mad, he's burning. He's just not burning on the burninrottenhell.com website. He's still burning, though. It is true. This does fit you that you you do burn, Fez. I burn, but I'm not going to take it on burninrottenhell.com. And when you hear this next hour with Fez and G-Baby, you're very happy during that hour. Oh, yeah. I thought it was a fun hour. Then it got spoiled. Um, Here's uh, John Yarman and Fez. Right, me. Hey, Fez. If uh, can you play that hour? If I promise to pretend that I don't know it's pre-recorded. 
No, because it's already done. It's already out there. The <laughs> fun of it's done. What if the people don't pretend that they don't hear it? They don't know what's going on. Still not going to have the same effect. It's all spoiled. Ruined? Ruined. See, now it feels like you're rotting. Um, people writing in, Fez is treating G-Baby like someone who forced cake on him. We got to be thinking about a cake for your birthday. No, I don't want a cake. Just a cake, and I want to sing happy birthday to you. We'll bring your dad. No. We can't do that. No. My dad died. You you refuse to have a birthday because your dad's not here. Yeah, I just I want well, it's I don't want to ruin it and it's I don't feel like celebrating anything. We'll just have cupcakes. That's a big celebration. Not a big one, small one. And we'll put the one in there like you do with an older lady. Like, oh, there's just one candle. Isn't this fun? Um, here is uh, John. John, you're on a fence. Yeah, I hate to defend Chris. But imagine living in a country where you could get in trouble for saying what you want to say, even if it's under the guise of offending someone. They have the right to be offended, just like you have the right to say what you want to say. It's freedom of speech. Thank you. You're welcome. People are loving you. People are loving you right now, Chris. I will say this, and back up Chris with this. When he came up with the with the website... All you guys are like, no one's going to go to this website. This is for fake controversy. No one's going to buy. I'm watching American Idol last night. Coming up at 10 o'clock. See the website that's got everybody talking. And I'm like, he's done He's done it. He's 10, doing 10, it. We broke 10,000 users last night. Do you know if your cousin is going to fight this? Fight the firing? No, she's not going to fight the firing. I mean, who wants to work? I mean, and again... Who wants to work for people who she won't quit? That I know for sure. But who, if she she's fired now, so who wants to work for people that make her feel uncomfortable? Is it these aren't the right people? They threw her under the bus. Um. Here is people, just so you know, these are people that saw the business plan and the terms of use and everything beforehand, and were perfectly fine. In fact, one of the high up administrators was an administrator on the fan page prior to the launch. Until it all went ugly. And it went, as soon as it went ugly, we watched her delete herself from the fan page. People do that shit everybody. all the time. Like, yeah. I had nothing to do with this. <laughs> um, here's Andy. You're on running Fez. Hey, I wanted to uh, bring up the Fezzy that if uh, G-Baby did not come in and uh, carry the mail that last hour, uh, he would have been there by himself. His worst nightmare come true. Well, there was some thing about that. We thought, uh, if I've got to be doing this, uh, you know, be well, actually, G-Baby was cool enough. You know, I booked him on the last hour of the show yesterday, but we got Julian Schnabel at the last second. Um, Justin, you're on Fez. Hey, I'm called for Fezzy. Fez. Fez, you need to click on the damn therapist and get on the website and express your opinions and views and thoughts. Why why pay for a, a shrink for absolutely nothing when you can do the same thing on the webpage? I'm not going to partake in this. Fez, how can I uh, uh, convince you that you can express your opinion and, and vent without either cyberbullying or, you know, uh, hurting someone's feelings? Sounds great. Where do you go for that? You know what, Fez? 
What's that? Here's Bradley. You're on Run of Fez. Bradley. Oh, yes, sir. Ron, I love your show. I listen every day. Thanks, bro. Hey, the free, freedom of speech, man, it's like the terrestrial radio and, and satellite radio. You know, if you don't like what you're hearing, you have the right to change the channel. Do whatever to get away from it. I don't have to go to his damn website and go look at anything. And if it's out there, it's for the schmucks that want to listen to it or watch it. Yeah, I think as long as as long as Chris is not giving out personal information and where people live and social security numbers, any of this stuff that people I think have a right to privacy about, I don't think he's got any problem with this website. It's actually not that different than any other website out there. They're just upfront about it. Yeah, any of the stuff that uh, those things that you mentioned are policed, if not, you know, better than any of the websites out there today. It's the, the best you can possibly do. Uh, Matt, you're on Fez. Hey, Ron. Hey, how is uh, G Baby's week into you know the next hour any different than when Fez does a show tease? We don't know what's coming up now. Fez ruins the surprise of the show the next day. Well, that is a good point. What do you say to that, Fez? That wasn't a show tease. Seems like it's a show tease. It was giving away something. It was spoiling. It was a spoiler. So the spoiler would be that the first hour was taped because I was a grand jury. Yeah, let everyone find out on their own, or if I, they could. I never, th- I never said I was a grand jury because I was too nervous. Uh, yesterday when they started saying about the 30 days of jail. I don't fucking get that just because you don't want to join a jury, you could go to jail and have to stand in front of a jury. That's some bullshit. So I should have said, get me 12 people who don't want to be here to come down and send me. And those, and you know, I'll tell you what, those fuckers would have. Because everyone's crabs in a pot. If I gotta be here, that asshole does. Ugh. Well, Chris, I'll tell you this. You put it best when you said you didn't start the fire. It was always burning since the world was turning. That's your right. line. Um, here's uh, Mike. You're on my face. Uh, yeah, sorry if I'm a little behind, but I'm listening on the, on the phone. I'm a teacher. You do everything to get kids to stop doing this stupid horseshit on the computer because it always transfers into schools. So when you let these a teacher is going on this website... It's just promoting what you're actually fighting against. I mean, that's, that's not always the case. You could also promote that to innovate, that a creative idea can become real and freedom of speech is real. All right. That's positive yeah, freedom of speech, I, know, I get it. But the thing is, your sister or whoever she is works in a Catholic school, so it's not freedom of speech. She's employing something, number one. She, she got fired, and I, I don't even think she's going to fight it. Because I don't think it's a freedom of speech issue either. I mean, you can say she's got the right to say what she wants to say. I don't know whether she can still be a Catholic school teacher and say what she wants to say. The other thing is, too, I mean, kids are horrible with this shit. I work in public schools in the city, and every day you have kids beating the shit out of each other. Fights going on, stabbings and everything, because it's all on Facebook and shit like that. Yeah, but they'd be they'd be doing some shit to themselves anyway. I'm anti. Turn this off. It's driving me crazy. You know. Uh, by the way, Carter said for a change of pace, we need to play Future Islands, Inch of Dust. I know we don't have time for that today, do we? And if we're going to go to the G Baby uh, Hour Fest, 
Uh, we wouldn't have time if that's what we're doing. Is that, is that if what we're you, giving in to G-Baby. Is that what you want to do to give in to G-Baby? No, I don't want to give in to G-Baby. What do you want to do then? I, w- I would wish G-Baby would Now, be- what do you want to do with this last hour? Oh, I don't think we should play it. All right. Well, I got to go. So, last hour, Fez Watley, rockin', rollin', whatnot. Well, if you have to go, then I think we should play it. Rockin' and rollin' and whatnot, an hour of that. Uh, Mafia Life Chris, congratulations yeah. on doing what everybody said you couldn't do. Getting a lot of heat for your website, burnerrottenhell.com. It's just the beginning. Yes, you know, it is. Let everybody know. If they have something that they need to get off their chest, go to burnerrottenhell.com and get it off your chest. Don't go there and cyberbully. Because no. you will be policed. You will be policed. The police will get you. Cyber police. All right. Talk to you later, bro. Take care, guys. Excited to see Laura just walked by. I didn't see her. No. I saw her. I want you to grab her for me today. I want to thank her for the schnobble. Will do. So, Fez Watley, last hour, pounding them out. Hicks, I'm yeah. going to leave it up to you. Do you want to help him? Or let him Fez Watley it up. He's putting the kibosh on G, baby. Fez got to take that stick. Right, I didn't understand what he mean when he, he uses the plural in all the odd places. Mm-hmm. But he's ghetto and I'm not. Oh, by the way, I understand you and Liam living close to each other. Yeah, that's right. We live right next to each other now. He left the east side and he went over to Astoria. That's right, over the river. You guys, now you got me thinking about moving to Astoria. Daytown, baby. Because it's all happening there, and I can hang out in Long Island City. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Maybe I need to Brooklyn it up. But I will tell you this. Everyone from Brooklyn, if I'll go, oh, how long by train? Hour and a half? I'm like, forget it. I can live in Philly. That's a nightmare getting out there. It's ridiculous. Well, I'm, you're in Astoria quick, right? 20 minutes I'm here. It's nice. And now Liam's in that club. I know. The Cool Kids Club. That's right. All right, we will break here. I will leave it as a mystery. Will we come back with Fez Watley rocking, rolling, playing even Dovecoat songs if you want to, Fez? You could DJ this thing. Or we play me and G-Baby talking films. It'll be a secret. When we come back, the people will know. But I will tell you this. I want to be honest. I think May 23rd is the beginning of my grand jury, as I said to the judge today, I'm a, I'm happy to be in a grand jury. I don't know where you would have got confused by seven misses. Why so far away is the date? <laughs> no, that was as far as I could push it. <laughs> I said, I can, but first I got to take care of a few things. Understandable. So coming back is going to be very exciting. Will we have Fez Watley or G-Baby? It's a game of chicken. After the jump, run a fez. Okay, let's get down to it, Bopper. To begin, we are North Americans, 
And for those of you who still think we're from England, we're not. No. We bid our planes and our trains till we think we might die. Far from North America, where the buildings are old and you might have lots of mimes. Oh, buddies, it's the Ron and Fed Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FED, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, we're going to get this show started off talking a little movie stuff. Today. From the coast, our friend G-Baby is here. Hey, what's up, everybody? You have turned so much more L.A. than I remember. You used to be like this regular East Coast guy, and now you just seem 100% L.A. It is weird. I did it off the plane yesterday, uh, or Wednesday. And, um. Yesterday is Wednesday. Oh, This right. is recorded. Oh, uh, okay. But I am going to, <laughs> but I'm going to be here live by the end of this hour. Alright, good, good. Or good. else we're all in real trouble. Yes, yeah, dead. Um, um, you got off the plane and I was like, oh my god, that's what it's like to see your breath. You forget about the East Coast. And like, we're driving back in like the pouring rain and sleet. And I was like, wow, I missed it. This is so, wasn't used to it. You know, I used to be. It is um, well. I did this when I when I lived in Florida for a while. I got the same way. Like when I came back up north, I couldn't I couldn't handle cold anymore. It took me a while to get used to handling cold again. Yeah. Uh, but for you, you also I noticed that you're now kissing people three feet away. You just it was like uh, uh, the the head goes way off into the left. Well, that's the way you know we greet people out. In, See, uh, I didn't know in that. Hollywood. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> that's what it's like. You're doing so well. Thank you with yeah. your writing and now. I see video interviews of you going up. Yeah. It's getting spectacular. Yeah, that was fun. Um, yeah, I called in about it last week, but yeah, I got to... Two weeks ago. Remember, oh, right. Is... Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I don't um, get that part. Yeah, I, uh, the Universal took a bunch of journalists, put them on an RV, just like in the movie Paul, and we drove from Vegas, fully stocked bar, drinking all the way up, like three and a half hours into the desert to this little like RV park slash diner that they... The Simon Pegg and Nick Frost ended up on uh, when they're researching writing the movie Paul, and uh, we hung out there all night. And then the next morning, got to do the interviews with them. And I'm such a huge fan. I I remember the first time I saw Shaun of the Dead, and I was just like, I love these guys because they're me, mm -hmm. uh, just way more talented. Um, so to get to talk to them and just kind of shoot the shit it was really, uh, really. You say way more talented, but in the back of your movie-loving kind of a geek little mind. Do you ever say to yourself, I want to make a film? I think about ideas to films once in a while, but I feel like there's enough. There's so many people who do what I do that there's, it's almost like, you know, you know, infinite amount times more people who want to make movies. And it's like, I don't even know if it's going to be worth it because I know people who've made movies 
because the making the movie is the is the easy part, believe it or not, and then mm. it's the getting people to watch the movie. And like, I have a friend who just finished shooting a movie in Spain for like you know twenty million dollars, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I don't know if you know we're ever going to see this movie that I shot, this and that. And they, people spend those money. It's really really difficult. Oh and my there's god, tons of money now. Uh, Mark Cuban did my show the other day, yeah. and he has uh, this idea that the movies should be released, smaller movies mm-hmm. normally, in the theater, online, at home, DVD, everything should happen in the same day. He's been pushing this for a couple of years. Yeah, and actually, I think, I don't know if it was his company that tried it with a, a Sodenberg movie a bunch yes. of years ago. Was it her? Yeah, Bubble. Mm-hmm. And uh, that movie wasn't very good, but it's a really interesting idea, and I think for uh, for certain movies, I think that's a great idea. I do like uh, so many people now are just downloading the movies anyway. I know people who, you know, just got back from South by Southwest. And this is not a Pepper Hicks reference, which is obviously. Yeah. I got I back was to there, G baby. I know actually. you are no, but when you hear what I'm going to say, you're going to be like, "Oh, that sounds." People who got back from South by Southwest and were like, "Oh, uh, did you see that movie? I found it on torrent, and, uh, and they downloaded like, a boot of it." You know, sounds like Hicks. Yeah, you no, know, but it's not. Um, but the movies are available digitally so fast, so why not monetize it? You know, I would rather pay. You know, $10 to watch a movie that I hear about, you know, and get a good quality copy of it as opposed to... But I also don't want to destroy theaters. And I do... I mean... I think there's a line. I think there's a line of... And television all but ruined theaters at one time. Like, when television got big, the the movie business was in a lot of trouble for a lot of years. And, you know, we've got it back where there's, you know, some kind of comfortability between the two. I would hate the fact that that the theater experience would disappear. But maybe I'm just being old-fashioned about it. No, not at all. I mean, I, I love the theater experience. You like to watch a movie on your phone, though. You say no. it's the best way. I haven't downloaded anything <laughs> on my phone. I have a couple <laughs> movies on my iPod that I, just, I will never watch like that. I have, like, The Dark Knight on my iPod. Like, what? Chris Nolan would punch me in the face if he knew about that. He'd punch me in the face. He punches you in the face, and I'll fucking be on him so quick. <laughs> and so will Hex Hex. You back me up? I'll cut his fucking head off. All right, you see, I don't <laughs> want crazy. this to turn into murder. murder. This was just, you know... Regular guys jumping an Englishman, that's all. Oh. It's not turning it into a murder bit. Break his toes. Yeah, but there's just something about that, that energy and that communal experience and the set and as, as great as, you know, you can get your TV, you can get your speakers now, the, the theaters are going to blow you away, you know, and the th- I mean, we've talked about 3D before, but that's what, that's what, that's Hollywood's like really they're stupid hoping, idea of, like, yeah, this is what's going to get people in the theater. I think it's going to work to an extent, but I think really, they're just upping the spectacle. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to pay to see Transformers three. You know, Transformers and me, of course. Uh, in, you know, on my phone right. or at home, I need to see it in the theater. I need people cheering and high fiving like we're watching the King of Queens. See, I'm so old school. I don't even. It's one thing to like two D. Yeah, I like one D. Yeah. I like just the uh, <laughs> no horizontal at all. Yeah, straight vertical experience. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, um, it's real interesting. Works have for you tall s- actors. Have you seen any new? Uh, Films? Uh, yeah, I saw a bunch of stuff that came out uh, last week, and I have a couple that came out. Um, I kind of enjoyed The Lincoln Lawyer and Limitless. Is that right? Yeah, they were both uh, pretty pretty solid. See, I think Matthew McConaughey has kind of become a little much of a joke for me, and here he is doing a serious film, and I think he might have lost me. I didn't give him the chance to go out and see it. Yeah. And I should have. I used to really like him as a – I think after he did his 40th romantic comedy yeah, in a row, yeah. this like – all right, you've got me too many times now. He sort of, in this movie, sort of still is that character. He's sort of sly, but he's a lot smarter. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just, it harkens back to like, you know, the mid-90s when the Grisham movies were coming out. Right. And which weren't ever incredible, but I thought A Time to Kill and The Firm were really entertaining. And this is one of those movies. 
Um, so yeah, it, it was surprising. I didn't think it was going to be very good. I remember, like I said, I first saw the trailer and laughed at it. I was like, the Lincoln lawyer? Yeah, it's awful. It's the terrible. And you see him with like a gun on the porch and it's like, but then you're, then you're like, well, Bill Macy's in this and Brian Cranston's in this and Marissa Tomei is in this. It's like, well, this is a really good cast. They're like, there's gotta be something. And, uh, it's pretty good. I mean, what's a movie out there that you hate or a movie that's coming up that you've got that you're just, negative about because you're very positive I'm, I'm towards all, film. I'm always positive. Um, well, the movie comes out uh, f- today, Friday, mm-hmm. tomorrow, whatever. Uh, the 25th is a sucker punch that I, I saw a couple months ago and uh, didn't like it at all and I was really looking forward to it when I went to Comic-Con. I was like, this is my movie. It's got anime and robots. Yeah. It's gotten, it's just, uh, it's got some, re- it would have been really cool. It would have been five really cool short films. Uh, instead, try to make it into one movie, and there's really no connective tissue. It's very, very loose, and uh, that's what it was like when I saw it a couple months back. And I was like, maybe they'll fix it. And from what I heard, I haven't seen the the, the final version yet, but uh, they did not fix it, and it's just sort of like just all over the map. And that was just that's really disappointing to hear because uh, you know what? I just thought I've got something for you now, mm-hmm. uh, and I think I guess all sci-fi is considered popcorn movies, right? Am I wrong there? Not about all of them. Like I don't think like uh, Moon would be a, a popcorn movie. You know? Well, that's the tie-in. S- source code. Yeah, I saw Source Code the other day. I, I didn't like it that much. I dug it. I liked it, and I liked it as a popcorn film. Yeah, I mean, I thought I thought it was Jake Gyllenhaal in it was uh, a pretty interesting character. I uh-huh. like where they went with it, um, but everybody around him just couldn't hold their. I, I was like, I don't care about anybody else. I just want to care. I want to know about this mystery that that he's on. This journey yeah. he's on. The second he goes off. And, you know, he's got this limited amount of time to solve this mystery. And uh, he's got eight minutes to solve this mystery over and over again. And then he's just, like, running off doing stupid shit. And I'm like, really? I was like, you wouldn't just want to solve this mystery? You're going to be like, oh, well, I'm going to start making phone calls to my parents. And you're like, this is just kind of but weird. Do you, real, you really, if you were in his thing, you wouldn't want to check in with your dad? Yeah, which I could guess be you, the last time? I, yeah, I guess you would. I guess you would. I, I mean, don't know. I can't believe you see that as stupid shit. It was, it was just, it, it wasn't, it wasn't exactly stupid. It mm-hmm. just, it took me out of it. I was like, why are we veering off from the focus here? I was like, the focus is let's stop the bomber. And I, I understand him questioning it. And like I said, I like him as a character in his story, but when he started going off to different things, you know, oh, I can save this girl. I was like, I didn't care. I was like, you know, I sort of bought into what the source code was. It was just taking me into this thing. You don't like humanity. And that's where, that's why I kind of found myself into the film. And you were pulled out. You were like, this isn't cartoon violence. (laughs) This person has feelings. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. Maybe I mean I like a lot of I like you know there's smaller movies and a lot of movies that I really like. I, give me give me the smallest littlest movie that you like. Uh, well, was well, Hicks mentioned too? Or, I don't know, Primer. Uh, there's oh. smaller movies. It's, it's not it's a sci-fi movie. That's just how thought, small can like, you get? Come on, that was like fifteen thousand. That's fifteen thousand. Fifteen thousand. Clerks. Clerks. It's small. <laughs> These are all now now, now you defensive, not, right? No, it's okay. I like some of the biggest movies of all time. Wizard of Oz. No, well, um, well, 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 here you go. Like yesterday, I was uh, when I was on the plane ride. Uh, Continental. Wait, had, by the way, you call that a plane ride? That's so cute. And <laughs> we're taking a plane ride. A plane ride. Yeah, that was weird. I was on a flight, <laughs> and uh, no, it was a plane ride. <laughs> it was a plane ride. Stay, was that with the other kids in class there? Yeah, just, yeah, we were clapping. You were the only one. Yeah, I was pretending like it was a roller Sounds coaster. like you took a Ferris wheel here. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that was terrible. But. uh Continental had this really cool on-demand system, and uh, they had like you could watch 
Social Network, True Grit, Harry Potter 7, King's Speech, and then Pulp Fiction, Fargo. It was like, this is awesome, all for free. So I rewatched uh, King's Speech because I hadn't seen this since it came out uh-huh. and got really sort of like into it again. And then I followed that up. I was going to watch Black Swan again, but I felt like that wasn't good enough for the small screen. Right. Uh, and then I just watched a movie I felt really comfortable with uh, was Fargo. So it was like, you know, those are two small movies that are just really good and really strong that I was watched back to back and I was like, this was, was one of the best flights I've ever had, you know? One of the best plane rides of one all that plane, time. plane rides hey, of all so time. What do, you, what do you call it when you take a flight? Well, I'd say I'm taking a trip. That's what I say. Like it was acid? Yeah, basically. <laughs> I'm going on the trip now. Bye. It probably is too. By the way, he hated Duncan Jones' new film and you also hated Moon. No, no, and I no, love Moon. And if I you hate one, you hate the other. Work. You can't, you can't love both. But you no. hate Bowie too. <laughs> no, I, I love Moon. I'm very, very in the middle of the road on Source Code. Did not dislike Source Code. Uh, Moon is two thumbs up, and Source Code is one thumb up, one thumb down. All right, so you vote by yourself. You don't even have a partner. <laughs> so do you just have? Oh, a, oh, oh you're talking no, about you said two no. Thumbs. That would be great. A b- great, like kind of a brand for you. Where you're kind of confused. <laughs> like I don't. Some of it I like, and some I don't like. Right, right. Oh yeah, this you know, was no, you so know good. I watched it on my plane ride. No, I think Source Code would have to get a thumb up then. It, mm. it was a marginal. So thing. you would, you yeah, they do sometimes the marginal. Yeah. Now I don't. You watched the new Ebert uh, I show? Watched, I haven't watched an episode. It started off being in New York, and now I can't get it anymore. Really? I don't know what happened to it. Because he was tall, and he's on uh, every I, TiVo thing, and it doesn't show up. I think I can still watch it online, but who wants to do that? Maybe they changed the name of it or something? I don't know. I haven't watched any of it. I see I see them tweet about it. I follow both Lemire mm-hmm. and uh, Vitali, or whatever his name is. You were already saying you don't even like uh, Ebert as a... As a person, you like the newer people. You don't like the older no. I like guys. I know I like Roger Ebert himself, and I like a lot of the older guys. But the new guys are sort of speaking to me a little bit more, uh-huh. you know. Uh, so that's why that's who that's who I read. If I read it all, a lot of times I don't like to read a lot of criticism because I like to come up with my own idea of what I think of a movie. But do you, do you have a t- I see. I tend to read criticism after I've seen the film. Yeah, um, I watched Julian Snobbel's new film, yeah. and uh, which I thought was interesting. I'm going to get. It's not going. It's certainly not going to be for a lot of people. Yeah. Move slow. It's about a person. No powers. None, none of that kind no. of stuff. Oh, wow. Based on a true story. But it, I felt somewhat touched by the girl's story. The weird thing is, then I went back and 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 read. Here's what got me about the film critics. They came in with a certain prejudice, and I felt like left with a certain prejudice, mm. like. This is Snobble doing this thing, and I'm like, I kind of expected Snobble to to preach a little bit in the film. I don't think that he did, but it was funny to me to see that a lot of writers tend to write in a pack. Am I crazy about that? No, you're not. And a, a lot of that comes down to when you see so many movies, you come, yeah. like you know, you just you go in expecting one thing, and it, a movie has to be really, really good to change what you're thinking about. You know, it really has to really has to grab you. Uh, and really has to do something different because you go into all these preconceived notions, both from watching a lot of movies and, you know, in some of the younger guys, myself included, from reading everything online before the movie. You know, you read all this stuff. You'll do that to yourself? You'll go out and read stuff? And I try to not – well, it's kind of hard where I'm doing now where I'm writing news every day about who could be cast in this. And, that, and you know, and I have to give some – I can't just – the way the site works, um, you can't just be like, you know uh, – 
so and so was casting this, and yeah. I have to give a little opinion. I got a little give a little commentary. So I always find myself writing that and thinking critically or in some way about every little piece of news. I try to avoid writing, re- watching a lot of trailers and stuff, like we've talked about. Um, but sometimes, again, I'm, I'm forced to. I'm, your innocence is lost. You've lost your innocence. You're a pro now. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I feel like I've been a pro for a while, but uh, you know, maybe not a real I'm, cynical pro. Where it all used to be like, hey, I'm in L.A. This is great. <laughs> now you're like, I hate it here and I hate but, the people. No, I, I, no, no. I, but I'm not as cynical as a lot of people. Like, I, I know other bloggers who like get offended that they weren't invited. Like those Paul interviews that I went on. Mm-hmm. They, didn't, they only invited about 15 to 20 outlets from um, smaller ones like ours to bigger ones like Access Hollywood. And then there's some sites that get inter- uh, interviewed or requested to be on it. And uh, they're like, "Oh, I can't believe it! Oh, I'm so I'm gonna upset. destroy them." Yeah, they're yeah, and I'm like, "Really, guys? Like, you realize yeah. that you started a website and you write about movies, and now a lot of people read your website. Take it back a notch, you know? Like, why do you have any like hostility towards somebody not asking you to do something? You have what well, you don't you shouldn't be entitled. I tried to tell that to uh, Chris Stanley with the South by Southwest. He only liked the bands that gave him free beer. Yeah, those guys are the best, man. But what <laughs> I about go to the a bands fucking that didn't give bar? You beer? Fuck that shit. <laughs> I'm fucking sitting there in the crowd without a drink in my hands. That's uh, not that's not gonna fly. You get to, what kind of what are the movies out there that you heard, Hicks? Oh, uh, the heard, Beaver like, was apparently the big hot yeah, shit. That's yeah, the new uh, Mel Gibson one. Apparently, yeah. Jodie Foster was at one of the parties. Oh yeah, she was there. And nothing else. That, that was that was the main thing that everyone was. Did talking you see Jodie? Did you? I see didn't her see her. Nah, I just saw. A now the interesting thing is, people are going. Uh, we're going to see whether Mel Gibson's forgiven, yeah. and I'm always like, well, he doesn't need to be forgiven by me. It was is. Crime was against another person. They're yeah. working out in the courts. I'll only go to see the film whether I want to or not. But it's really strange that we are supposed to somehow have these opinions about other people's personal lives and whether or not we take it into a film. Does that ever bother you? Do you ever think? No. Like Mel Gibson, that's – I mean, talk about preconceived notions. People, yeah. gonna, people before – the second that movie was announced, you know, and this is before the whole thing with his wife, you know, and then that all came on top of it. Um, no, I, I don't really care. I don't really care. Um, I'm sure it does to an extent with certain people. Um, maybe I'll give a girl a pass. If I think she's really hot. You know what I mean? Something like that. That's but disgusting. I, I know, right? Terrible. Um, but I don't give but her like, a pass, could... pass. But you know, there are there are certain things. But somebody like major like Mel Gibson, I don't care. You I, always I, said to me you wouldn't watch a film directed by a Democrat. Why? <laughs> Is that? But I mean, yeah, I won't watch anything. I won't watch any uh, Polanski. Could you watch it? Yeah, that's the thing. The child molester thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, People bring it up all the time, particularly about Woody Allen. And I'm like, well, a he's still with her. Yeah. And b I can't tell you how hilarious some of these films are. Yeah. Some. uh, I know somebody else who doesn't uh, was like, oh, I can't. Uh, Once people started uh, standing up for, I guess Polanski. You know, I think like Wes Anderson came out and like Scorsese and Mm -hmm. and the Weinstein's and they're like, I'm never going to watch anything by them again. Like, you realize. How much stuff they they yeah. behind you can't. That's like saying I'm not gonna watch movies again. Scorsese in particular will stand up for people. Yeah, yeah. he will be like, yes, I'm there for you. Uh, but so you lose respect for anybody who says I can't watch uh, a piece of art by somebody that I wouldn't say lose respect, but yeah, I do get a little like really, I get a sort of disappointed in it, um, just because I, I don't like to have a lot of prejudice and about that, especially with my art. You know, I sort of, you got to go in open minded with everything as much as you can. As much as you can. It's impossible to be completely... Uh, one of my few pe- people that I won't cross the line, that's Spielberg. Yeah. Uh, one time I saw him 
rub his balls on the flag. <laughs> and Hicks, I told you about that, right? Yeah, I remember that time, yeah. And I don't know whether it was Photoshopped or whatever. It might have even been Photoshopped because his, his gonads were enormous. They looked like they were watermelons. Oh, maybe he was just having, I uh, got kicked in the balls or something. And it might not even have been him. It might have been just another guy with glasses. But the thing <laughs> is, because that, I still haven't seen E.T. And I was wondering, is it any good? It's pretty good. Oh, it's, God damn you, it. you should get it on Netflix. It's been on for like 30 years. You haven't seen it yet? Well, it was 31 years ago he, he rubbed his balls on the flag. And then I just found out, and this is why I shouldn't care, it wasn't even our flag. <laughs> it was, and I don't know whether we're supposed to... Not let any flag be desecrated? It's just ours. All right. Well, keep me updated on that. Um, as you know, Fez Watley, I'm going to pull into this. I've heard you say a couple things, Fez, and I heard you laugh twice. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling today? I'm doing all right. Do you like him better with or without the beard? What do you think, G-Baby? I actually kind of like without the beard. It's good. You look young. Uh, he looks fresh-faced, doesn't Yeah, he? yeah. Love it. What about the vitiligo? Is it showing up too much? I didn't no. even notice. No. <laughs> no. Um, it's Fez. It looks good. I heard a moan. <laughs> I didn't. I thought there was bleach. That's vitiligo. That's vitiligo. Yes, I've lost the pigment over here. Mm. Keep it clean. on the right side of my Keep face. Keep it clean. Are you are you familiar with vitiligo? Do you know what it is? It's Michael well, Jackson, Jackson lose, had it. lose the pigment. Yeah, but it actually comes from lying, and <laughs> you will start and get these things. It's it's like a Pinocchio thing. Oh, okay. Um, what would you lie about though? Well, here's what I think he has seen a movie. Oh, oh, I that's what Oh, okay, okay. Have you, Fez? I have not seen a movie since I said I would quit seeing movies because of Christopher Nolan's next Batman. Could I put you on a lie detector about that? Yes, you could. The big uh, controversy now with that is who is Joseph Gordon-Levitt going to play? No one knows. No, we thought it was going to be... It came out... They're so screwing with us. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm curious what you think, Fez. Do you think it would be cool for him to play Alberto Falcone, the son of Carmine Falcone, or should he be somebody else? Hey, I mean, I think he should definitely be the Riddler. I'm throwing that out there. Well, besides the Riddler, yeah. But the holiday killer, yeah. the long Halloween, was a great Batman story. Yeah. So to bring that... So you would go to that? No. You would go I, to the holiday killer? No. Well, the, 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 the long Halloween story has the Riddler in it, so I don't know how Nolan's going to screw it up this time. What do you mean screw it up this time? I thought he, I thought you loved the Batman films that he made. Yes, I have, but... Well, then how do you, what has he ever screwed up in his career that you've turned on him? By not putting the Riddler in this next movie. But you haven't seen the next movie. No, no. Now I'm holding out. Well, I go back. I mean, and forth. Let's, let's face it. You like these, right? But a lot of people said immediately, "Well, Robin should have been in the last movie." Yeah. Until they saw the last movie, and then they're like, oh, "I'm so glad that he's doing." Why can't you just do what G Baby does? Show up to see the film, and then if you don't like it, say I don't like it. But why are you already giving a negative review to a film that hasn't been made? Just out of sure disappointment. Yeah. Um, I'd imagine this. I want you to imagine a joke right now, right? Uh-huh. Just imagine a joke and keep it in your mind. You got it? Okay. That's not funny. And see, to <laughs> me, that's what he's done with Christopher Nolan. Yeah. He's taken something that doesn't exist yet and has already said it's not good enough. I completely understand the disappointment. You know, it, it, there's been a bunch of things, that a bunch of movies. There were so many rumors. Name, rumors name, got- name a movie that you did this for that you were disappointed before it got made. Um, I was never disappointed. I, was, I mean, maybe Star Wars Episode One, where mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I wanted, I wanted it to be what the third story ended up being. But it's like, oh, we're going to be a little kid. And I'm like, really? But I, that quickly went away when I was like, ooh, it's going to be a Star Wars movie. And then it quickly came back when, ooh, it was terrible. Right. But that was a movie that I had a preconceived notion of what I wanted it to be. 
What did it you wasn't. want it to be? I wanted it to be the draft. <laughs> that you find out he was a draft as yeah, a kid. Exactly. I wanted him to. I didn't want him to see him. I didn't care what he looked like as a little boy. I wanted to see him as a Jedi. You know, sort of going against his people, and he does that in the third movie. I thought the third movie should have been three movies, and the first two should have just not existed. So you should. You would have thought there is no leap through time. Just start. The third movie and play that out like he did the first time. Yeah, where it's just the same character. And they could have ended it where where four began, and they sort of did that this time. He just rushed that third movie because that had everything I wanted to see in it. Is there any chance that George Lucas just got lucky once and he's not nearly as good as all you guys thought? I yeah. I, not only is he lucky once, I think he's a much better businessman than he is a filmmaker. Mm. I mean, I mean the fact that he. Had the foresight to keep the rights to the sequels, right. the merchandising, all these things. That's what makes him lucky. But the movie was good, you know. He mm. had, maybe he had confidence in the movie, and uh, he was like, "Okay, well, I think it's going to do well, do well, and that's why I'm going to keep those things." And I think Fox didn't have the confidence, you know. You know, in retrospect, they lost, you know, billions. I still think American Graffiti is the best thing he's ever done. I mean, it's, it's awesome. a really good movie. It's great. Yeah, I, uh, we were talking about it last week because uh, Tarantino is still programming the new Beverly in L.A., and I did a really cool triple feature of um, this movie called Drive In from 1974, then Days and Confused. And then Pretty Maids all in a row with Rock Hudson and Angie Dickinson. And it was awesome. And though, that but was, we talked about, like, uh, you know, American Graffiti is sort of the 50s version of, you know, Days Confused. So Scorsese kind of uh, plays the East Side Dave of that theater where he'll pull in the stuff? Tarantino. Yeah, oh, yeah, Tarantino's yeah. doing it. Yeah, Tarantino's doing it. Yeah, uh, for this month at least. He, like, half run, he, he owns part of it. Oh. And then, uh, for March, is, I guess he's, he was born in March sometime, so they decided he was going to program the entire Tarantino month. has some strange taste in films. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's a lot of films that he loves that you'll go, I'm looking to see if you're joking. I'm looking to see if you're kidding. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. We uh, Well, one, another night I went there was I wasn't really too familiar with uh, Paul Mazursky. And, oh, he's great. Uh, uh, awesome. And he, they did Mazursky Night, and I was like, I don't really know a lot about him. Check out these movies. So it was double feature. It was... Uh, Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice, followed by Bloom in Love, had never even heard of either. Was blown away by Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice. Like it was like this movie is incredible. So, uh, I have nothing bad to say about it. And then Tarantino came up afterwards, interviewed Mazursky. He's like, "Well, Bloom in Love is my favorite." And I was like, "Wow, Bloom in Love is so surface compared to to this." But you know, it's it, he probably. There's a lot of movies that I loved in my childhood that I walk, look back on. Yeah, when you get introduced to movies at a certain point. Yeah. Hicks, did you ever have one like that where you saw it at a certain age and that became your favorite film? For a long time, fucking American Beauty I really loved. But I watched it when I was really young. And then I rewatched it maybe like a few months ago and it didn't. It finally stopped holding up. Really young? It came out in 99. I don't know. I was like in high school. Okay. So for you, um, that was it. Even though that came out the same year as The Matrix, <laughs> you as a high school kid were more moved by this guy in his 40s having some kind of midlife crisis. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like the weed smoking. And really, yeah. yeah. All right. Good. You know who you would like? Either Cheech or Chung. Hmm. Both of them would be gigantic for you. <laughs> yeah. For me, like a movie like The Monster Squad came out in the 80s and I grew up with it and I was like, this movie's awesome. And then I rewatched it uh, and I was like... I still had a lot of nostalgia for it, but I'm like, it's not as good a movie. Like, right. I was like, well, it's kind of bad. Yeah. Uh, what about for you, Fez? You ever have something like that? Uh, we had seen, uh, what, we went to see one of the Planet of the Apes sequels. And then Who's I, we? Uh, me and my family. Okay. So I, so I was amazed that there was other Planet of the Apes movies mm -hmm. 
to go see. And I walked around school like an ape for probably a semester. I was so... This is when you were in college. No, I was in elementary school. (laughs) When you hear yourself with uh, Planet of the Apes and Hicks with American Beauty, do you realize that after he buries you, he's going to have another 30, 40, 50 years on this planet? All right, I guess so. But that was that. I thought it was the most amazing thing I had ever but seen. But you were a child. Uh-huh. I mean, if you were acting like an ape, right? Yeah, yeah. I was just show me how you kid. walk. Show me how you walk. Oh, I would just do the big, you know, lumbering ape <laughs> with my arms swinging back and forth. You had a lot of friends, right? Uh, only imaginary. Whoa. No, imaginary <laughs> had a lot of monkey friends. I was messing with you, Oh, you want, you took it in a gay direction. Like no, he was I didn't even mean that. No, like he was getting bone in the ass. Yeah, I got it. I meant like part. if I was the guy walking around school that. like an no, alien. No, I, oh, I get it. I have friends that are homophobic, so I know where they're coming from. <laughs> Do that. Yeah, it's some kind of a, hey, let's go over West Hollywood and throw shit out the windows. Mm-hmm. I don't play that. No. It was like, um, if I walked around school like an ape, I don't think a lot of people would have liked me. Well, let's bring it up this way. Do you even have one gay friend? Yes. Then let's call him and see if you back it up. <laughs> don't get one of your regular friends to answer. Call, I have one. Don't get him to answer gay and go like this. Hello. <laughs> oh, God, I love him. Because then we know it's that. It just goes over the top like that. No, I do. Uh, Hicks, do you have any gay friends? Uh, no, but I did live with a few gay guys at SUNY Purchase. Uh, you well, turned them gay, huh? No, Same, I did not you're coming in and out of the shower. Though. Nice work. Mm. I couldn't have a, a gay friend because they disgust me. Oh, really? All right, let's get back. To you and what you're doing right now with film. Okay. Your long-term goal, teach a college course about film and write two books. I'll probably try to write a book at some point um, when I have something that I really you know, think I could do. I got the idea for you. Uh-huh. Film A to Z. Everything <laughs> that's ever been done in film. <laughs> I have plenty of uh, material for that one. Yeah. Um, a, Apes, Planet of. Perfect. Uh, see Fez Watley's Walk. Right. <laughs> Which actually sucks. Uh, I, I, I'll be honest, but you're not seeing any movies. There's a new Planet of the Apes coming out. You're gonna miss now. It's gonna be really good. So uh, I, it might be from what I've seen, but we don't know. Uh, you saw the trailer for it? There's no trailer yet. I uh, I sort of I went on one of my visits, but that's all I'm gonna say. I can't really. You've been about. on so, the set. You've been on set. Yeah, you know, something like that. Is it an all new Planet of the Apes, or does it pick up with a Marky no, Mark it's one? A, no, it no, has it's, nothing to do it's with the, the Marky same Mark. one over. But they just to... added a cartoon dog. It's a yes, pre- it's all new. It's a prequel to all of them. <laughs> it's before there was planets or apes. It takes place now, and it's what happened now that sort of set the ball in motion for it. the Franco Frida Pinto. Uh, who is I'm the... doing. I'm working on right now a script for a prequel to The Godfather. Hmm. And it's so far early that the Earth is just molten lava and it's just burning. <laughs> and that happens for two hours. That's interesting. I think it'll work. Kind of is. And I feel like I love it because I could finish the script so fast. Should have pitched that to Julian Snobble. You've been into it. I think. Let me tell you something. He invited me to his home. Oh, wow. Nice. To have a drink. So I'm off the program. I'm going to start drinking with Julian Snobble. <laughs> no. And I fucking dare anyone to stop me. You shouldn't do that, Ron. Um, I look at club soda. I know you didn't like Julian Snobble very much. Well, you didn't say anything to him. I, I'm not going to bother that man. I'm not going to get between you. What did you think of his check slash co-writer? Oh, fantastic. And then he started talking about taking her skirt up or whatever. I was like, what's going on here, Julian? Well, when did you turn into Randy Jackson? <laughs> you, you're getting a more and more Randy Jackson thing going on. 
By the way, did you watch that last night? I couldn't believe who got voted off. Oh, my God. Crazy. Jeez, it changes everything. I didn't see it coming. That was um, one of my top three. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah. Seacrest, what he said? I can't out. hear it. Yeah. Yeah, he's too. out now. <laughs> you ever see him around when you're in L.A. and just yell Seacrest out? No, I've never seen Seacrest. Mm. Um, Who's the biggest star you saw when you're hanging out in Hollywood? Um, probably, I've seen John Krasinski a couple times. That's big. That's you can't cool. get any bigger. Seriously, you can't get any bigger than that. He was almost cast as Captain America. That's almost. Cool. He's came, <laughs> they made him, actually, I thought he was actually too big to keep going back like that. But am I wrong about him and I don't know anything? But... It seems like the career is on a downward slope where it seemed like he was going to be the next big thing. Uh-uh. And each role gets smaller and weirder until finally you're like, I think they're going to kick him off the office. <laughs> yeah, it's true. He, he's been in a bunch of really crappy movies. He's got another crappy uh, romantic comedy coming out this summer. That What's it called? Uh, I was in the office. Watch <laughs> yeah. this, please. I was in the office with Steve Carell. Um, n- I don't remember what it's called. Um, but... Uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, because he was like in like License to Wed, and but he did, you know, Away We Go, which you mm-hmm. know I, I really like. I think once he gets off the Office, I think he'll uh, he'll sort of try to do some other things. I think he has other. That's interests. too late. Well, how much how much longer is that going to go on without Steve Carell? I mean, I guess we know it's you know he's got he leaves this month or whatever, and then Will Farrell's coming on. Oh, well, Ar- Arnett, I thought. No, Will, Will Farrell's doing a four week holdover. He's doing it. Will Arnett's coming back on. Ricky Gervais is coming back again. Uh, so four weeks with Will Fer- Ferrell. Yeah. Wow. And then they're going to try Arnett. They're going to try Gervais. Um, let's face it. Those are bigger names than Steve Carell right now. Yeah. Well, I don't know about Arnett, but they, uh, the other two are pretty, 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 pretty. You good. don't like Will Arnett. I love Will Arnett. He's not as big as, uh, like Will Ferrell. No, I'll, I'll ask, I'll ask Hicks. Let's ask somebody who doesn't have a dog in the fight. Mm-hmm. Hicks, bigger or smaller? Bigger. Arnett bigger than Steve Carell? Yeah. Ten times bigger. <laughs> He's fucking huge. He was Joe Bluth. That's true. Uh, they're making that movie, right? Uh, I, I, maybe. They, they keep talking about it. Apparently, uh, Mitch Hurwitz, who ran the show, has been writing it. But um, I, I, who knows if that's ever going to happen. I, I think so. I think it probably will. When you make an appearance on my show, do you ever go back and listen to it? I have. Yeah, yes. listen to today's because you were on fire today. <laughs> you seriously just you just burn out. I can't. I can't get one by you today. I try to throw you off. Or do you know? You know everything that's happening out there. Well, I do a lot of reading and, uh, and writing. I'm doing like eight. You're invited into every place in Hollywood. Everybody's glad to see you. No. You're like a son to Jack Nicholson. Don't act like you're not. I'll tell you what. You walk around the streets of Los Angeles and you just realize how. I mean, in New York, it's a little. It's the same, but. There's so many different things going on. On a Tuesday night, I'm walking home from a movie with a friend, and there are lines to get into these bars and clubs, and I'm like, with you know, girls in their little like dresses, and I'm like, this is not my scene, you know, like this is crazy. That this is going on. Um, it's it sort of, and then I go home and go to sleep at 11:30 at night, yeah. and I'm like, and people are just going out. And I used to do that, but now I'm just like, oh my god. If there was your life, the perfect movie for you would be Doc Hollywood, because <laughs> it is time for you to move that small Georgia town and start living there. It's true. I don't think you could be happy in L.A. You don't think I could? No, I don't think you can. I think that it's going to. I think you're going to end up taking the midnight train to Georgia. That's mm-hmm. my prediction. Hex, write that down on a calendar. Okay. And also write it on a calendar in, in case later, if you're making coleslaw, you can, you'll remember. All right. Yeah. Midnight, Georgia. No, I, yeah, I really like L.A. now, but I think eventually i got to come back here. I mean, it's 
where family is. I think it's cool to grow up with Four Seasons. The band? Now, you said you <laughs> no, told me before you don't like your family. You said you were embarrassed because <laughs> your mom was a teacher and she wasn't that. a very good one. Uh, no, I love my family. We're going oh, away on a family. Said, we're going yeah. away on a family vacation next week for the first time since uh, I was a junior in college. Planet of the Apes, that Planet of the Apes, yes. Where are you going? Uh, Pompano Beach, Florida. You can't beat that, huh? I don't, never, I don't know. I've never been. I mean, you guys, you guys are Florida are, experts. Yeah, at night, why don't you go out to the dog track and just have the time <laughs> of your life? <laughs> we're going to we're going to a Marlins game. Oh. But we haven't, we haven't any other plans. I got a friend uh, who lives in Lauderdale who's giving me a bunch of recommendations. By the way, if you're going to a Marlins game, you can bring your dog. Feel free to lay down. <laughs> bring lounge chairs. I've got tickets. They're playing the Mets on opening day. Uh-huh. And, I was, and I'm a Mets fan. My dad's like, we should try to go. We're going right. to be down there. And I was like, oh, it's opening day. You're not going to be able to get tickets. You know, four seats. Boom, boom, plenty. Like, no problem. Yeah, right. Like, you can't get tickets opening day for any other baseball team. Um, when I lived down in Miami... And I would go to Marlins game. I saw a lot of games. I saw about forty games that year. Mm-hmm. Um, Twenty of the games they let me pitch, <laughs> and uh, because they're like, "Hey, we sure. want to make sure you have a good time." But I was there in '97 when they won the yeah. World Series, and nobody else was there. You know, and you, you could just you like I'm, I'm not even kidding. You would be sitting there, and, and uh, I would be sitting next to first base. You could go anywhere you wanted. And I would hear like a conversation. I would look around, and it would be coming out of right field. <laughs> and I'm not even making that up. If a guy was noisy in right field, going like this, well, at that point, I knew it wasn't my pancreas. Oh my! And God. I'm like, I I can hear conversations everywhere. They would get sometimes a couple of thousand people wow, for a ball crazy. game. I mean, they they have some great players right now. They a, they they've done it too. a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two times they've won the World Series. If they ever get in the playoffs, they win the World Series. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but now they're rebuilding again. Yeah, and well, it doesn't matter. You guys, the Phillies, just gonna destroy that division. Well, why don't you just sit down and write awful things about us on Twitter? <laughs> you think I'm ever gonna forget that? <laughs> I don't like being the front runner. I'm I'm like Hicks that way. No, I, I understand that. Oh, actually, as a fan, I don't understand that, but I get the con- get the concept of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I brought up Mark Cuban about him buying the Mets, yeah. and he goes, uh, "Why would I want to buy something that can't be turned around?" No, I made that up. Yeah. But I know to, as he's a, not interested in it. I read that. Yeah, yeah but I don't know the reason. I'm sure it's because it's you know crazy amounts of money. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, and plus, whoever they want to invest isn't going to have any control in the team. And if you're going to spend that kind of money, you want to have some say. Sure. Yeah. And you're in a shadow. Oh yeah, um, totally. Yeah. Why did you become a Mets fan instead of um, the the real story? Is, no, I want the, no, fake, the fake story. First. The fake story. Is, Give me three stories, and I'll guess the real. Right, one. right. Well, you never. The real story. I was a Mets fan because it was 1986. This is before. This is earlier in the season, and I'm six years old, and I love the cartoon Voltron. Mm-hmm. And we bought. Uh, uh, my mom bought some Wonder Bread, and in the Wonder Bread had <laughs> this is great, right? Had a a card in it, a Voltron card, and the guy's name was Keith. And my dad's like, and I was like, oh, Keith, Keith. And he was like, oh, that's like the first baseman for the Mets. And I was like, what? And there it was. And because Keith Hernandez was the first baseman for the Mets uh, in Voltron, I became a Mets fan. And that's it. And <laughs> you're stuck by that now. I know. Because a stupid cartoon and Keith Hernandez, I'm no Mets fan. But uh, I don't know. I feel like it'll be worth it when they win, right? I mean, Philly's had a rough go for a couple of decades. No, they won every year. They won every year for three decades. It's so easy. Mitch Williams, that didn't happen? Yeah, no, that uh, never happened. 93 <laughs> never took place. Okay, okay. Uh, X, you became a Yankees fan, but you live in Queens. That's right. Yeah, I'm a fucking Queens boy. I well, love it. Why do you like the Yankees? I like to be on the winning side, Ron, for one thing in my life. I noticed that about you. Everything about you spells winner, Trump. Thanks. He's like Charlie Sheen. 
Just winning. You really time. are. Yeah. Uh, Fez Watley, I'm going to let pull you into this. Anything at all you want to talk about? Uh, the new Spider-Man. Yeah. Where C. Thomas Howell is somehow the person who announces who the villain is. Yeah. Is that all a work? Are we just set up to think C. Thomas Howell made a uh, slip of the tongue? Um, yeah, no, I don't think it's a work. I think he just did have a slip of the tongue, but we sort of knew. Everybody sort of knew that Reese Ifans is playing uh, the lizard, which right, Kirk the, Connors or whatever. I don't yeah, know the doctor, his name. Kirk yeah, Connors. Yeah. And so everybody sort of knew that. I don't think, even like when I read that, I was like, wait, I thought we knew. So when C. Thomas Howell said it, I was like, I, I didn't realize that was actually news. But they said it was news. And uh, I, I think. Well, they had never announced it before. And yeah, apparently. The yeah. character of Dr. Connors was in all the other Spider-Man Right, movies. yeah. But this is uh, this is just some, yeah, it's totally different. And from what I've heard, originally. Because remember when it first they first announced it, they were like, oh, it's going to be Spider-Man High School, Spider-Man Learning. And apparently, like, that script was like. It, it was Twilight with one Spider-Man scene. And they rewrote the whole. There was Mark Webb came in, the guy who did 500 Days, and was like, "Perfect name." Yeah, that's true. Uh, came in, was like, "We need some more action here. We this is Spider Man, you know." And I think it significantly increased the budget. Had somebody come in and do some rewrites, and now you see like online, there's like Andrew Garfield's in the suit for a lot of the movie. Um, I don't know. I, I, I hope it's good. I just think it's gonna. It, the real test for that movie is is are people going to buy? The fact that, you know, a couple of years ago we had Spider-Man 3 and now we have The Amazing Spider-Man. And it's like new characters. Nothing happened. Kirk Connors is a different person. Uh-huh. Everybody's a different person. I always feel bad for that actor that plays the role the whole time and then never gets to be the villain. Yeah, yeah. Billy uh, D. Williams was very upset about never becoming Two-Face. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And, uh, yeah, for um, – uh, no, I forget the guy's name in the other movies. He's an awesome actor. Um but yeah, the Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, that's that comes out next summer, which is again you're gonna next summer is insane. We got the new Spider-Man, new Superman, new Star Trek, new Batman, and we, I used to I thought this summer was big. The next summer is like ins- insanity. It blows it away. 2012 should be good. What's going on with the Superman movie? Because I I heard the yeah. director say that Superman will finally be in fistfights. Yeah, I know, right? It's crazy. Well, we have uh, we have officially cast his parents now. We know. Uh, Diane Lane and Kevin Costner, our mom, Pa Kent. Um, and f- again, I heard some stuff about it. I heard that it sort of follows, I think I called him and mentioned this, I don't remember. Um, yeah, I did. It follows the Batman Begins sort of story where the first, like, half of the movie, he's like, discovering himself. Oh, God. Yeah. But, you know, I. It and, sounds bad. It sounds, if there's too much Smallville in it. But he's not, no, it's, he's, he's not a kid. He's. Clark Kent still struggling with how he's going to become Superman and like what do I do with these powers and apparently like he gets in the middle of some sort of conflict in South Africa and that and that sort of sparks his I should be I need to be the man of steel I need to be the guy who goes and saves everybody that's what I heard um, but I, I don't know uh, I'm really curious who the, I mean they think the Zod is going to be the villain I guess yesterday they announced the rumors that Edgar Ramirez is his actor he's in a bunch of stuff he might be the new villain role because they wanted Vigo Mortensen, uh-huh. but Vigo, um, excuse me, is going to be doing this new Snow White movie. One of three like Snow White movies is coming out. We're getting plenty of Snow White movies and Red Riding Hood movies and Peter Pan. They're just the second Alice in Wonderland was a hit. They just went back to all the old you know novels and stuff. We're getting at least one Wizard of Oz movie. It's just the same old stuff over and over and over again. Which film has the big heat for this summer? Because like I, it's like Green Lantern was very uh, it looked like Green Lantern was everywhere. 
and now we don't hear anything about it. Yeah, well, right? I think it's gonna be Green Hornet. <laughs> Green Hornet already came and went. Uh, well, the trailer for Captain America came out yesterday, and uh, looks pretty sweet. Um, we'll have to see. Um, but other than that, I, uh, Super Eight is getting a lot of buzz now. Um, I think Transformers is gonna do really well. The new Harry Potter is is gonna be the big one. But get Green Lantern. They released that first. Is this trailer. finally the last Harry Potter? This is it. This is it. Comes out. In July. Are you gonna cry? Since you yeah, knew those kids when they were I little. I will definitely cry. Uh, not because of that, because I love I love the Harry Potter m- universe, all of it. You know, the movies have been very, very good. Not as good as the books, but I was a fan. I've been a fan. I worked at Scholastic when they were being published, so I was there like right at the beginning. I think it's the most amazing thing that those kids were able to run through that whole series. I don't even think anyone gets it. No, I don't think true. anyone understands that no one's ever grown up on a film set like that, has ever had that kind of run playing the same characters, and I don't think it's ever going to happen again. It will never happen again. It'll go. It'll be like a chapter in a film history book, for sure, like mm-hmm. that that happened. I mean, they changed directors, but, you know, for the most part, they kept everything very, very similar. And, uh, yeah, it, it was really, I mean, you think about movies that have had eight movies, nothing is even no. close. I mean, like, Jason and Freddy, and most of them are like that, you know? Yeah, it is it is an incredible achievement by Warner Brothers. And, and then they, the, the fact that they started as little kids, yeah. were able to grow up, finish it, and no one's a maniac, at least that we can see. I yeah. think it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, Radcliffe's on Broadway now, doing really well. Is uh, it, though? Yeah. It's just some singing and dancing when I saw the commercial on TV. I don't know. I heard it was really good. Really? He's in there with, like, Rob Bartlett doing, uh, I heard it was... We I didn't made, know Rob Bartlett was in it. Yeah, yeah. We were going to go see it, but actually, I'm going to see Spider-Man today. Uh, the wear a crash the, helmet. It will yeah. never open, by the way. You don't think you so? You will see it now. Well, then I'm glad it, I've seen it. I, it's the longest film, the longest play that's ever been in previews. Yeah. Uh, they just hurt another kid. Yeah. Someone else got hurt, like the sixth person. It will never. You quote me on this. Yeah. Open. Well, then I'm glad never. I've seen it. We bought tickets a couple months ago when they announced the March 15th opening. I was like, well, I'm going to be in town late March. Let's buy tickets. I want to see it. And then, like two weeks ago, they were like, um, "Yeah, we're th- th- shutting it down for two, three months, and we're going to open it in June." And I was like, "Oh, well, what happens?" That's when I started looking at tickets to see Radcliffe, Book of Mormon, mm-hmm. something else. And they're like, "Oh no, no, we're still going to play it through mid-April." I'm like, w- "Why?" Like, it's just because they sold the tickets. I don't they even sell, know. They sell it out. It's yeah. making money without opening. Yeah, I don't know. I- I'm really curious of what what I'm going to see tonight. <laughs> I have no idea. Now you I go- think it's like NASCAR fans that go to watch the crash. I guess a lot of people. I don't think so. I mean, people forget Bono and the Edge have written the thing. Yeah. So you've got U2 fans, you got comic book fans. Uh and it's just become that w- but the weird thing is I haven't heard any like regular people who go and don't like it. That's true, yeah. They come out and say, "Oh no, it was spectacular. It was crazy." Yeah. Uh, but I don't know whether Broadway people are going to like yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, I'm a, I'm sort of a Broadway layman. I've seen a lot of shows, but I'm not like real critical like I would be for a movie. I hope I enjoy it. You know, I, there are, I've I've bought Broadway soundtracks before because I thought the music was great. You know, the producers or West Side Story. Or something. I've heard great things about uh, the Book of Mormon. Yeah, great I, I really wanted to see it. It's actually a Thursday night is the official opening. Otherwise, uh, so like tonight's like opening night. You know, yeah. I saw it already, G baby. Yeah, what do you, you think? What do you think? Were you drunk for it? No, no, dead sober. Did, wanted to see that one fucking sober as fuck. It was, what did it you was think? Real, it was really fucking funny. Those, How was the music? Fantastic. It was really, really funny. Yeah, I love Bigger, Longer, Uncut, like the South Park musical. I think, even, I think they're phenomenal. Yeah, really. unbelievable. And even Cannibal the Musical, the first thing they did in college. I don't watch it. It's, uh, it's not a good movie, but the songs are amazing. And 
if you get the DVD, they do a drunken commentary track mm-hmm. or by the end of it, like the mics cut out for like five minutes because they just are all fucked up and like they're screaming, fuck you, Sting. <laughs> and it's just really, really, really funny. The music in that is really good, though. Cannibal the Musical. I recommend that for sure if you like that kind of stuff. All right, we got to wrap up here, but thanks for stopping by. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me in, guys. Uh, you know, sorry you had such a crazy show yesterday. Uh, well, there's not a lot you can do about that. Yeah, you know, who knows? Good. At, at the last moment, when a Julian Snobble, yeah, who's I now my best friend, yeah. who's invited me to his beautiful home. You ever seen his home? In, no. Uh, put it up, Fizz. Let, let me tell you something. He owned this like little garage. It, like it used to be a horse stall, and then he. Well, it's in Basquiat. In Basquiat, you ever watched the film? I've never seen it. Oh, uh, yeah, I understand. Um, you saw Spider-Man. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, and that, it's like a web thing. But anyway, he had this little house that was a couple stories high, and he said, uh, oh, I want to buy an addition to it. And they said, uh, I want to put up an addition. So they said, uh, yeah, I'm not having it. It would have to be Fez. Um, so right. yeah, I got it. T- he's going to give away the bit before it's done. Uh, so the point is, thanks for hitting that on the dolly digs. I'm going to okay. put, you know, 17 floors. Put it up now, Fez. That's crazy. And that's how far up in the sky it goes. And get this some all, other this shots. Is all, this is all his place? This is his. And get some other shots on it. They're they're all over the internet. Where Where is it? It's just, uh, uh, West, um, West Village. Oh, wow. And, you know, some people... Those are some shots from inside. Wow. Uh, you know, which is decorated with some of the, you know, most... Fantastic uh, paintings of all time. But yeah. you were here when he was in yesterday. Yeah. Um, wow, that's so cool. Yeah. He's just, that's one dude's place <laughs> oh God, in New York. Now, that would be big unreal. anywhere. Now, he does rent out apartments. Okay, I was going to say, like, what, what is he just like, you know, like, walk around like he's... Richard Gere bought a thing, and then I wow. don't know whether he still has it. Uh, but they were, like, crazy after, you know, neighbors went nuts. I bet, yeah. But, you know, he he brings on controversy. I think so, Gear tried to sell. Tell Gear I'll buy. Um, but first, he has to come to the paper company and put his hat on you and carry you out <laughs> while Fez things up where we belong. So you're going you're gonna to actually go? you gotta, you got to go. I don't know. I don't like to do that yeah, too it's kind much. Of, kind of I'm, kind of a, yeah. I'm kind of an in-studio buddy. Yeah, I understand. You know? Yeah, I go down there. I start painting. He starts painting. He says something about my paintings. It's on. I understand. It's very cool. This is Hicks' favorite song. I saw this thing with Hicks. He loved this movie so much that we came out of it. Hicks was in tears. He took off his wedding ring, swallowed it, and hung himself. That's how much he loved Officer and a Gentleman. Wow. I guess people would have to know the movie, but it still was a good joke. Yeah, people even, laughed out there. I don't know. Even if it's just for me. We're laughing. Oh, and you were in yesterday for Lisa Lampanelli where awesome. even without knowing you, she swatted you pretty hard. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the whole and a couple people in the know who knew who I was started yeah. laughing at me in the crowd. Yeah, and I glared at you. Yeah, like, it was great. I mean like, you, like somehow you disgust me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I like to look over and Act like you're an embarrassment to me. But she was right. I mean, there are a lot of people who do that who have no credentials. I'm just happy, happy to be one that does have some. But you are on the other side of this, too. You you get angry emails towards you for different things. I, I've read some of the stuff oh, that God. people read, wrote about you. Oh, yeah. I get, I get hammered on my website. People just, like, just make fun of me and just, like, hate me for I don't even know why. Why just, do they read you if they despise you so I, much? I know. I love, maybe because they despise me. It's that whole, this whole thing, you know? Um 
Yeah, it's sort of discerning, but you, it's like what she said, you just sort of have to kind of forget about it. Fe- yeah, you can't be part of it. And Fez thinks it's just him, and I try to explain. <laughs> it's everywhere out there. And I saw that the DC website, they've done away with the comment sections. Oh, um, done with it. It's and pointless. You, it's so yeah. pointless. I mean, it's a nice way to, in theory, you know, mm-hmm. I know that the newspaper I used to work for, um, they did that because we we would get you know the couple racist comments and you'd be like really and then we they just shut the comments down it's like then you can't talk about it I don't know if I you know but the weird thing is I do if I'm reading an article I'll start read comments and I'm like I'm wasting my time and yet I can't help myself I always I try to do whenever you get a new article. I go there right away, and I try to be the guy who writes first. <laughs> it just feels so exciting. It is nice, yeah. To know funny. that I'm the first person who put up first <laughs> makes me feel good about myself. The best. Yeah. Uh, Hicks, have you ever commented to an article that you write? Because I, I haven't, and I don't know anyone who has. Uh, no. Why would I do that? Yeah. I have. Not like I've replied to stuff on my site, but I've also commented stuff just because sometimes – you just have something to say, but I try to do it you right. know, intelligent way. I would never be like, this guy's a dickhead, or you looks fat in that video. <laughs> I know. It's so, so funny that apparently there's not a thin person no. uh, on, on screen, but everyone at home is incredibly yeah, thin. Yeah. Somebody even wrote, like, uh, I was talking about this Alberto Falcone thing where Variety said one thing and Entertainment Weekly said another, and I was like, which is weird because they're both really reputable. I was like, I used to work at Entertainment Weekly. I know how down yeah. in the middle it is. And somebody's like, oh, obviously G-Baby got fired from Entertainment Weekly for <laughs> shitty writing. And I'm like, really? It's like, no, that's not exactly what happened. What, what, is that why they fired you, shitty writing? <laughs> no. Uh, no, they let me go because I, was, uh, I wasn't a full-time employee and they weren't going to pay me full-time. I was there for like a year. I mean, they, they wanted to keep me. I just couldn't. I went on like seven interviews for other jobs there and just never worked out. Never happened for you? No, that's where I would love to be. But uh, at this point, I really like where I am. I love SlashFilm.com. Uh, I, I'm really behind the site. We have a couple of cool things that we're working on, thinking about later this year. A lot more and, video stuff. And you guys get a ton of hits, right? Oh man, we have so much traffic. It's really good. And it's really well respected. I've, I've, I've had people stop me at like screenings. Jermaine from SlashFilm.com. I've been denied from screenings now. I used to go to test screenings. Um, I used to be able to get into test screenings. And now because my face is out there, people know who I am. I, I got stopped at the door. You're not allowed in because wow. you work for SlashFilm.com. And it kind of sucked. I didn't get to see this movie that comes out in August, but at the same time, I was like, Badge of Honor. Yeah, nice. It was pretty cool. I like that you do such a good uh, impression. Hey, are you G, baby? <laughs> Excuse me, you can't come in here now. All right, we got to yeah. take a break. Now, if I'm not back live, uh, we'll go into best stuff. And someday I'll let you know the whole reason why, but I can't right now. So um, thanks so much for stopping by, pal. Thanks, guys. I have a great time. Always. Thank you, Fez. Thank you, Ron. Right back up to the jump. Satellites gone up to the skies. Things like that drive me out of my mind. I watched it for a little while. I like to watch things on TV. Satellite's gone way up to Mars Soon it'll be filled 
with park and cars. I watched it for a little while. I love to watch things on TV. With Harry, Mark, and John, Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday through Thursday, with Harry, Mark, and John. Satellites gone up to the skies. Things like that drive me out of my mind. It for a little while. I love to watch things on TV. Satellite of love. Satellite of love. Satellite of love. 